do what we do. You know how it is. You know how it goes. You know how we do's it. Check. Give me a running commentary what you think of that uh, Sundanese. Um, right now, it's still, some of it is still in my teeth. Yeah. It is, uh, some of it's still in my teeth. Because I have to know throat. whether to buy more. You know, like, I, I've, got, I've got a gold tie. I'll be here in a few days, and we can test it next time. I'm, I'm trying to get alternative strains to Green Ming Da, as much as we love that. Yeah, there's got to be a... <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun. You're just gonna to keep doing it. <laughs> test, test, test. Sure am. It's the Spider-Man. It's check, all the Spider-Man check, check. I'm playing. No, I said Bob. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Make, make sure you. Me pull too, that. though. You seem jolly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Aaron, can I get a check? Checkity check. Okay, that's pretty good. Microphone check. John. One, One two, hot dog, doggy dog. Snoop dog. Hot, hot dog. Hot dog. Fuck yeah, dude. Another Friday. Ain't got nobody. Got some. I love Friday shows. Because I just got yeah, paid. Everybody get stimulated? Nope. No. I got stimulated. My, I, got, I got my paper. It's coming as a paper check. Thanks, Donnie. I like the fact that he signed them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the most Trump thing ever. Did he really? Uh, yes. He did. Well, he, they're printing like, a stamp. I know, you know, but that's which is why Which is why the paper checks are getting delayed, because they had to change the entire layout of the entire program. God, what a piece <laughs> of Aaron, shit. Aaron, I know He's it's annoying, but I shit. kind of want a paper check. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome. I just want to keep it. Because we can just use our app, and yeah, you can we just, can just keep it. I just take yeah. pictures of every check I ever get. Yeah, well, here's best. what you can do. You can do that. You can frame it and give it to your folks. <laughs> look, at, look at the great things this guy's done yeah. it'll be like stocking stuffers yeah. for two people i think it would really go over well oh boy that thing's awesome dude that is one of my favorite things this yeah week. john comes with a new weapon this is starting to get weird every week be careful. i don't think it is be careful on that. you cut your hand off it'll cut your dick clean off you'll That's shoot neat. your eye out that's pretty neat later we're going to have a circumcision john a lot of people don't know is a moil <laughs> shaky the moil <laughs> I'm not very good at it, <laughs> but I'm cheap. Yeah. We, we need to pause while all of our retard listeners look up what a moil is. What is a moil? I don't know what that is. is we it, have a retard in our <laughs> conducts, <laughs> conducts the bris. It's, it's the bris. A, it's like a it's like a rabbi that does the bris. He uh, yes. cuts the circumcises the penis. One of the most brutal and unnecessary surgeries. In and the history then of they suck the blood out. Of the penis with their face. They do not, really. They They do, do. which has led to lots and lots of herpes in babies. Mm. What a world. I know. What a fucking great religion. Mm. (laughs) Religion. It's the international (laughs) privilege. You beat me to it. This thing is put together so much better than uh, uh, flea market swords. Oh, you don't say. I mean. <laughs> Seriously, it was, it was ordered from a man in China coughing his face off. This is the last paycheck he'll ever receive. Yeah, and when I when I opened up the box, right, it was all packaged real God well. And inside the box was a package of uh, like bl- those blue dental style face masks, Fuck like yeah. surgeon masks. <laughs> That's awesome. They get, what the, if I just the even, like Kill Bill? What's her face? Uma Thurman's character. Fuck yeah, Beatrix Kiddo. Dude. Yes, I was cutting trees down with it. It uh, it works. Do you, do you got it in there? Do you have a, a, some oil in a honing stone? Got it in there backwards. I mean, I, yeah, I don't have. Or you I mean, could even do a wheel. Like I mean, a three, powered wheel. Some kind have of oil would it? work mm-hmm. on a three and one or whatever. But I don't have. I love it. 
And I've got several different sharpening kits for knives that I'm sure would work. It's so awesome. It's like the perfect size, too. It held its edge pretty I still, well. I still want a broadsword. Just a giant I like the smell of fucking the hammer of a sword. I love that yeah, smell. It's the best smell. I'm going to take a picture with it across my knees. We all ought to get <laughs> We should all get swords and strap them across our back Southeast. like... Uh, what like kind of Michonne. offensive? Yeah, what kind of offensive hashtag could we include with that? Uh, I don't know. That's actually hashtag to think of. Hashtag stab me. <laughs> stab me too. Stab me too. <laughs> I'm trying to work something in the kamikaze. I don't know. It's, can't do it. I, I can't think of anything. Kama kiss me. Ha-ha! He did it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get into it. I love this. That's good fucking crater, man. It's even hitting me. Podcast and bipolar rock and roll. So this is Godfather Gash, episode two sixty one. Billfort Radio slash the Don Blankenship Experience slash the Corona Crusaders. <laughs> Bring you all the news that's fit to ignore. No good news is good good news. As always, I'm joined by the sentient mountain. First black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Canawal River. The vanilla gorilla, the Appalachian ape, or the Allegheny ape. I like all the simian references I get thrown in this. <laughs> you are a Neanderthal. <laughs> There's something silverback. We need to mark a silverback. Is there something that starts with an S that's around I'm, here? I'm thinking. I, Me too. <laughs> The, the Susquehanna Silverback. <laughs> I was, Whoa. I was, gonna, I was thinking, That's I, was, a mouthful. I was going so pejorative with it. I was thinking slovenly Silverback. The slovenly Silverback. That's the but one that you've seen my car. But we, we should use that for my uh, for my boss at work. He's slovenly. No offense if you listen. No offense if you listen. Because no Silver, offense, you're great. It's old Chucky Tater Socks over there. Because Silverbacks are normally very neat, tidy individuals. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. make the best nests. They do. They always make their nests. They're very nesty. Let's listen to a Neil Young guitar solo here. One note. Just bend it till it's in key, motherfucker. <laughs> bend it till it's in key. <laughs> or not. Or not. It doesn't. It's Neil Young. Who cares? And then strum and almost fall down every yes, time. Yes, every time. <laughs> That's a unison bend right there. I steal that every time I do a solo. He's great. He's Anyway, as always, joined by the Appalachian Assassin. 
the Laurel, Laurel Creek's most dangerous man, the world's greatest claw machinist, the successful bully, the successful bully, the uh, man who exhibits infinite masculinity. Father John Fisty. Father John Fisty. <laughs> Farmer John Fisty. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> it took me so many years to come up with that. It was right there on the tip of your It was yes. right there. It was depressing. We it both was- have a mutual admiration for Father John Misty. Your name's John. Farmer John Fisty. You do. You throw fists. You chuck hands. I like punching people. He not loves as, it. Not as much as I like kicking people, but almost as much. Do as you I like kicking better more than punching? Imagine if you could kick oh, with yeah. your fist. Because because I'm so much better than, than everybody else. Fist kicker. And they, they can't. Fist kicker. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron named an episode. Holy named, fucking ball. You just named my next band. I think that's a show, right? From a movie. What does Andy always show? say? New band name, I call it. <laughs> Kicky punch. Yeah. Is, it, is it Fist Kicker from uh, Community? Sure. Who cares? It's it's might be the name of an episode Kick now. Puncher. That's old John Liberty Loads over there, as always. And of course, the Baron of the Bowling Shoes, the Region of the Rental Shoe, the uh, what is it? The um, Sire of the Seven Ten Split. Sire of the Seven Ten Split. Um, Kid Crimson. Kid Crimson. The Ginger Jester, the Wacky Wild, Aaron, and of course his beard. For those of you don't that don't know what a beard is, it's when there's a gay dude and he doesn't want to admit that he's a gay dude. He'll marry. So him. he gets a, a lady. He gets a lady. <laughs> Flavin. Hoy. <laughs> the um, the um, I'm trying to think of one because she does advertising. The uh, the Abe Vigoda of advertising. <laughs> Elena is the also admiral here. of advertising. Ad, no, I like Abe Vigoda. Her, her, her Majesty of Marketing. Her Majesty of Marketing. I like damn, that. You made it sound so good. I mean, that's nice and all, but I'm trying to be an asshole. <laughs> Sorry. We're back. We're, it's uh, episode 261. We're on our way to episode 300. Just 39 short weeks. Unless we start doing a couple episodes a week. <laughs> We should I'm, do that. Okay. I'm not just sprint. Object. I don't object to it. It's just finding. We can do another one tomorrow. We can do another one tomorrow if you guys fucking want to. I don't give I'm a off. shit. Saturday. I don't Tom's give a shit. Time's moving so slow. Why don't we do that? Let's put out another you, extra tent this week. If you want to do one tomorrow, do we release it tomorrow or do we wait till midweek and put it out? Maybe. I say we just give them a double episode spectacular. Like, so put them both out tomorrow? Yeah, the, the coronavirus spectacular. No, we'll put, kinda late. I'm putting this one out tomorrow. Shut up. <laughs> See, now that we're talking about it, they're going to expect it. Got to do we, it. <laughs> what if we talk about it and then never do it? Yeah. And, and then never do talk about episode. it ever again. Just no. never do another episode. We just quit. <laughs> we quit at the top of our game. They'll think we're all dead. That's what it is. Yeah, it might be true. Maybe we'll die. Maybe the corona is going to come and get old dad. You never know. I've thought I've had it every day this week. <laughs> every time I get a little bit down, I'm just like, wait a second. What symptoms are it's, you? It's snuck in. Uh, I don't know that I'm exhibiting, exhibiting any symptoms. Anytime I get a little bit warm, I'm like, oh, no, here fever. it comes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but I'm, I never I don't have a fever. Are you um, having any shortness of breath? No. My breath is so long, dude. The longest <laughs> breath. <laughs> it's the sequel to the longest yard. The longest breath. <laughs> It's a weird Bro, romance. If my, my left was, if my breath was any any longer, dude, I'd never stop breathing. <laughs> <laughs> just one long exhale. <laughs> that sounds. That sound people would be waiting for me to inhale. I get it. Like the movie from yeah, 1993, Infinite Houston, Infinite Inhalation, yeah, and, uh, Angela Bassett. 
She sets the car on fire. You know a little good bit movie. too much about that movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's like you you know how to like um, in, in, infinite inhalation. Yeah, it's like like you're you're breathing you're breathing out of through your nose while you're breathing in through your mouth. Yes, like a f- in, in, it's, it's represented. like inward singing. You remember inward singing? Yeah. And I'm always fucking sing- you actually did inward singing on on the album that we recorded. yeah I, I can't I can't only hit hard I can't hit high the notes. super high notes when you inward sing. I think the kratom's kicked in. <laughs> it's good shit, man. Yeah, it's it good shit. Ears. It's good shit, bro. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's like you feel really good. I feel like pretty good right now. I don't have the uh, the the um, penis. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't have the. Thanks. How do you the, like the the like the warm euphoric feeling? I just have a lot of energy. Like it feels, you know, real good. So. Real good. Did you take I some like Elena? Did. did you do the dumping pump? Like me and Aaron, like <laughs> when you dump it in your mouth and you just hope yeah. you don't get choked on that's it. Where yeah. you, that's, where you, that's where you sit. The dumping pump is where you sit down and take a shit and say, well, I might as well masturbate too. <laughs> there you go. God damn. How often John do you do is that? on fucking fire. Get, get, rid of, get rid of both of those. You know, How often does that happen for you? I don't usually get the urge to jack off while I'm cranking. No, I prefer, when I was a kid. I, I prefer masturbating while. When you, know, you be, were a kid, before I go number when I was two, younger, because yeah, it's, because the uh, the prostate's more full <laughs> and the orgasm is better. Yeah, I think you're right about that. If you empty your if you empty your bowels first and then masturbate, there's not enough. There's not as much pressure, like rubbing oh. up against the, the orgasm region. Hmm. There's this girl that I used to date in high school. It's true. Um, the only girl I dated in high school. Hope she listens and gets this. She like. If we were getting ready to do it, I'd be like, I gotta pee, and she's like, No, it makes it better if you don't pee. I secretly think she wanted me to pee on her. Meat. Huh. Should have married her. <laughs> Definitely should have. <laughs> Lawyer now, very successful. Yeah. 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 Did you say she's yeah. a successful bully? I don't know that she bullies. I don't know what kind of law she does. I haven't talked to her in 20 years. But I've talked to her sister. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Is she the sister of a successful bully? She's a success- sister. She's a successful sister of a successful voice. Rubber baby. Mom, Walmart. Um, you were talking about Was it you talking about When you take a shit Sometimes you come a little bit Yeah just a little bit a little What bit. Like pre-cum will come out When you shit huh. yeah, What are you doing Sometimes <laughs> Sometimes pre-cum comes out When you take a dump <laughs> A little bit of semen Drops out of there yeah. <laughs> Just that look When it hurts Yeah what are you gonna do What are you supposed to do I mean Sometimes That happens Get the kratom shits Where you really have to Fucking bear down Those are the worst like a, a boulder's about to come out. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got a fucking. Worst. You almost want to attach like a handrail. So yeah, yeah. Like really aggressive, and you're like you have to take. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I took. This uh, where you're like, I might bloody. die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this might be what my kills blood me. pressure is really high right <laughs> now. Last Saturday, I took way too much, and I woke up in the middle of the night, like, uh, and I went to to do a fart. Went, to, you know, just to kick up the old ass cheek and. Tried to eke one out, and a little bit of shit came out. A little bit. Watery you had diarrhea? Shit. Yeah, a little bit of watery shit came it, out. It does the opposite for me. Yeah. It I took, I took me. way too much. Well, how much did you take? I took way too much. <laughs> An ungodly amount. You know, I haven't taken a giant dose in a long time. A like villainous it. dose. Not a, not a heroic <laughs> dose. Dr. Doomish <laughs> dose. Yes, it was a, it was a, th- it was a, it was a Thandos. Thandos! Thandos of Kratom. If you'll excuse me, I'll be writing this down. 
I thought Dr. Doomish Dose was pretty good. It's pretty good, but it's not Thanos. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Jesus Christ, it works into his name because his name is Thanos. Yeah, but they're all the Ds. It's the alliteration. Oh, God. I'm not illiterate. I'm illiterate. <sighs> you know, we were doing good. You're not able <laughs> On this. And boom, boom, boom. We're back. Damn. We are. <laughs> Fuck. Fudge. I think we were talking about how I think I have the Rona. Yeah. Every five minutes, we like did. I'll... Like my throat will be scratchy For some reason I'm not coughing or anything And uh, then I realize Like I smoked Like two bowls of either CBD Or that wild lettuce stuff The night before I'm speaking of I I brought that That's why my throat's a bit scratchy Did you ever do anything with that? No but she found my tea bags Yeah she did Yeah I did (laughs) Ah, That's a sexual reference (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> we had so much momentum, and then this fucking thing decided to stop. It's okay. Get it back. Um, Got this. You know what I've been watching recently? Uh, my 600-pound life. So awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> I've watched it before. It's Well, I have problems with it. Yes. There are clear issues. Well, does the doctor, Dr. Now, does he work for the Houston Tourism Board? Because he forces these people to move to Houston. <laughs> he must. And also in the episode, they're like, uh, Trevor went to see a doctor about, it's the same doctor every time. It's Dr. Nalzardin or whatever. Right. And the first episode I watched, it immediately pissed me off. There's this guy, he's like 650 pounds. Uh, had, what did he do to earn his money to have a halfway decent house and all this stuff? But that's beside the point. He's been housebound for a long time, it seems. And um, he's surrounded. He's not surrounded by anybody. The only person that he sees is his mom, and his mom's a hefty gal too. And she, like, they're filming him, and, he, and she comes over and she makes sausage gravy, which is tremendous. Yes. And she makes. I'm pretty sure she makes biscuit dough, and then they make it in a waffle iron. And I'm like, fuck yes. It sounds amazing. It and then, and it's <laughs> as bigger. The waffle is as big around as a dinner plate. Covers it in sausage. And he's like, hey, can I get two two waffles with that? Puts another one right on top of it. And covers it in sausage gravy. And I loved it. I wanted it so bad. I want to get stoned and eat that. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but, like, that's a Tuesday for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's, not, that's not even his dinner. Like, that's his, I mean. That was his dinner, but then there's snacks later. And this bastard, he fucking lays on his belly in his bed. And with his laptop four feet, no, not a foot away from him, and just eats all the time. And there's definitely some uh, like mental, mental stuff going sure. on. Like his mom is a, uh, she's like a feeder. Yeah. Like she really wants to take care of her son, and the only way to make sure he's happy is to keep feeding him. But that's beside the point. He goes to Dr. Now. Dr. Now forces him to move to Houston. But, uh, he says, uh, in order to uh, in order to do the surgery, I need you to lose eighty pounds. And so he goes away, and he comes back, and he's lost ninety five pounds. And the doctor's like, okay, we can do the surgery. I'm like, why not just keep doing? Yeah, that continue continue going on the path you were going, where you lost eighty pounds, right? Because it would be slower. And you it's better for your body. It's better for yeah. your body because you're not going to have s- such a large amount of loose skin. Because mm-hmm. whenever you, if you do it right and you do that surgery, 
you lose a lot of weight very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Well, sucking a bunch of fat out of your body is very damaging. Well, they're not sucking it out. They do a a gastric bypass. They make your stomach that big. Oh, they're stapling your stomach. Yeah, essentially. They take your fucking stomach out. Okay. But you can blow right through them. I know at least one person that's done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then he comes back. The the surgery's scheduled for a month after that, and he comes back again, and he's lost another 100 pounds. So he's down to four, like 485 now, which is only about 100 pounds bigger than I was. So why don't you keep doing what you were doing? Like he's trying to exercise as much as he can and shit. And, and they just go, I don't, maybe it's, I don't know why you would keep doing this. I don't know. Keep man. on with it's the quick, surgery. It's quick fix. It's- some people, I get it. Like mm. there's some people, dude, they, you ever seen somebody that's so big, like they got like a growth coming from their leg mm-hmm. and it goes, it hangs all the way down below their knees and they have to kind of push it in front of them to walk. Oh God. Yeah. Like some of those people, I get it. And then yeah. they, they get those things cut off and like it's 40 pounds. But like that guy, he seemed pretty determined and they went ahead and did the surgery. One thing I noticed, I've seen maybe six episodes of this, either the person that's gotten that way is just a complete fuckhead. A big piece of shit need, that uh, is relying on other people and just a prick, or they're surrounded by pricks. Yeah. There's a few of them, like uh, this woman. Everybody just, uh, I don't know why you need surgery. Everybody loves you just the way you are. I'm like, she's like 35. She's going to die soon. Yeah. This is fucked. This is not. And And then whenever she gets it, they're having dinner and she's eating. Whatever, like the small, tiny, like a little bit of chicken and a little bit of salad, and they're just all sitting around. And man, these biscuits <laughs> sure are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I bet you wish you could have some the, of this. That's the worst. Oh god, that yeah, that makes me mad without even fucking seeing it. It's just because you get in this dynamic of people who are your friends and your family. They, if your family is truly sick and your friends are truly sick, they don't want to see you succeed because then that that shines light on them. You know what I mean? You have a bunch of sick people. You know, you have friendships where people sabotage you because they don't want you to succeed. You know, there's a guy at work. Or they just they they just want you to eat their delicious food. (laughs) I'm serious. Like they just they love you and they they know you love that food. And they're like, I made it for you. Eat it. Okay, I understand that part. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's a fair assessment. But I'm not. But this is. I'm not saying all these people have a problem. I'm saying you you have those people who who are surrounded by jagoffs or they're a jagoff themselves. Like a lot of people are abusive when they're really fat. Mm -hmm. They abuse other people. Yes, a lot of these people I've seen are very abusive to their loved ones. Right, and they and their family tries to help them, and then they yell at them, or they use emotional manipulation, or you know whatever whatever fucking any any port in a store. You know they'll they'll use it. So yeah, it's it's hard for me to watch. But the ones I don't mean to hijack your thing here. No, go ahead. But I'm just saying the the ones where they actually succeed and like succeed succeed big time. Yeah, I looked up the fucking awesome. The guy I'm talking about that lost all that weight and then he did the surgery. I looked him up and he's doing great. He Mm -hmm. he looks tremendous now. He got the skin taken off. But other ones they're going to blow right through it. One woman, this was her second one. Yeah. And like she had a sleeve, like the sleeve put on, mm-hmm. which I guess it shrinks your your tummy, your stomach, tummy, your stomach down. Tummy. <laughs> but like the, the bypass, <laughs> Tum-tum. they're cutting that some bitch out. But the thing is, it's a muscle, and the more you stuff into it, the more it's going to expand. So you'll blow right through it. 
But um, like you're talking about how people are negative around you when you're trying to change shit. There's a guy at work that just started uh, doing DDPY. He's doing it. Awesome. Good for him. He's doing it with where you have a chair that you lean against when you need it and all that stuff. He's like almost 50. He's rough in yeah. rough shape. Like, And I've been telling him about it. And he started doing it this week. And I told him, don't let those your your coworkers in there make fun of you or uh, discourage you. If you ever want to talk about it, just come talk to me because I did it. Look at you. Yeah. Helping people and shit. I am a fucking inspiration. He actually said that. <laughs> well, you are. You actually, you really are. <laughs> I said, don't, don't let these fucking assholes make fun of you or anything. You're doing yoga. People think it's fucking gay. Tell them to suck your dick. I just don't understand the mentality of making fun of someone for... Wanting to better themselves, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's, it's a, it's a function of of uh, immaturity and lack of security. Like you're extremely insecure. Yeah. So I guess I just I can't imagine somebody saying I'm doing DDPY and just like you're stupid. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. Bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yoga's been around for so long. It's tremendous, but like. um I know if if he talks to them about it, at least one of them is going to be a prick. Well, and that's but, that's very prevalent in blue collar dynamics for some reason. Yeah, like true. I get made fun, I get made fun of for you know trying to be a bodybuilder and eating all that food and everything. You know, a lot of it's good nature because they're my friends. A lot of them are my friends. You know, but there's some people you can just tell there's that that bent to it where they're what just, it is you is know, they they know that they're a they're a, a lump. Yeah. You know, and they they're not going to do anything to change it, and they don't want to see anybody else do anything to get any better either. Right. I mean, and I'm you know on favorite things. I'm gonna I I, I showed Dutch's picture. I'm gonna show it to y'all. We're not doing favorite things this week. Oh, we're not. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> fucking dick. Favorite things is canceled. <laughs> Just because I want to do that. No, um, no, but it's you know yeah. Going back to the original point. There is that thing, man, that that people just don't want to see other people succeed. You know. And I just I've just told him like if you if you just do the workouts you'll lose thirty pounds in a month. I don't if even you- want to see other people see other people succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. It might inspire them. The inception of success. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say how many levels are we going down? So funny. I told him if he if he just does the workouts he'll lose thirty pounds in a month. I announced that if you do the workouts and stop eating like an absolute fucking savage. You lose fifty. <laughs> what does he eat? <laughs> He's, he eats like a truck driver. Oh, so he eats donuts, worse, and worse, candy, and, no, worse than the so standard worse. American diet. Oh yeah. Oh, is that possible? <laughs> Here's the, if you ever wanted a piece of candy, you go to where he sits and open his drawer oh, and yeah. get yourself a piece of candy. There, yeah, it reminds me of a guy. Piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Hello, um, candy. <laughs> there was a guy who I worked with. You know, he he couldn't have been that much older than me. He was working a drill. We drove a delivery truck, truck at Lowe's. And his diet, like, I wasn't eating great then, but I was eating better. And his diet literally made me want to puke. Like, it's just a grab bag of pastries. And I'm, I love it. I'm just sitting there going, I could, I could get, get right back into it. I mean, it's great. But the reason, one of the reasons I dislike it is because I know how appealing it is. Yeah. There's these, nothing better than a fucking donut. Are you fucking there really kidding isn't. me? really These assholes at work have been bringing in donuts two or three times a week. Yeah. From, from, from where? Duncan. Duncan. Oh, God. Yeah. I would fucking kill him. I've managed to. That's, <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I've been bringing gum with me. As soon as they walk in with him, I'll throw some gum in my mouth. That way, they don't want to taste any good. I don't know, man. I, eat a steak before you go. I don't. I don't mean to sound like. I mean, also, sometimes I will get a donut. <laughs> I could. Eat, I could. I could. Sit and eat a donut. Pulling out a steak randomly. <laughs> like I can't. 
Like I can't eat that way. Like I'm like the mental illness factor and the way that I physically feel if I were to indulge in that even one time. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it's this, for the same reason that I don't want to chase a bottle of wine with a bottle of Everclear. It's like I know what would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so for me, it's like it's not hard for me to not eat that way because. I get some fucking, you know, I, get, I can't. I have serious consequences. Well, and if you make it. I'll be if, goddamn suicidal if I eat that Yeah, way. and if you make a fundamental change, too, like I, we've talked about this before, I can't do pop anymore. I can't fucking do it. I even bought a ginger ale the other day, and it sat there. Sure. I took two sips. I'm like, that. I'm, I'm good. It's I too can't, much. You know, Dr. Pepper yeah. so good. Now, like a good, it's good, but like it's a, just too fucking well, sweet. Like a craft ginger beer. That's like different. tons of ginger in yeah, it, like yeah. cane, uh, organic cane sugar, and it's all. Like the root beer. Lemonade. Pies. Lemonade. I, I, I can. I'll kill lemonade. I'll pound lemonade. A nice sarsaparilla. At least there's some nutrition, <laughs> some nutrition factor in there that's nourishing you. You know what I mean? Sure. With lemonade. There's. You know, lemons are good for you. And the acidity helps with your urine and all. Real that ginger shit. is good for you. Like the lemonade I, I used to make. Yeah, it was. Okay, you want to talk about packed with sugar? But it was, yeah, was, <laughs> was action packed. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was good, man. I like to admit it was good shit. It was great. Yeah. No, since we changed, like. I mean, the last couple of weeks we kind of went off the rails, but I mean, it was so easy for me to be like, oh, this like I don't feel good, right? Whereas before, that was just how we ate. Like last week, whenever you brought the pizza and the wings, oh, man. I, f- I mean, I felt terrible, but it was it was good for the cheat day, sure. But uh, then I, I sat and I was like, I always used to feel like this, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Twenty four seven. Correction. You always used to feel. Probably exponentially worse than Oh, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Just oh, yeah, the inflammation. Because your, your body wasn't as able to process yeah, it. Yeah, I was sore the next day. I went home, and I slept so fucking hard. Yeah. Because it was all the calories. So I was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up in the same there. position like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I enjoyed that pizza. I it was had, good. It was I, I have not had I wish I could have brought this time. I was, you know, but I didn't. I might get, I might get some tomorrow to watch all those fucking boxing fights that are going to be I had an idea, and, I, and nobody replied when I when I ran this idea by you. What was it? The Marvel movie weekend thing, that's where fine. we get some food and watch, you know, because I've been yeah, that, I've been it. really into those again. Like, I watched Endgame. Like, I was watching crowd reactions to Endgame. Have, it's so fucking great. Have like, you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No. Dude. I know, man. I know. It's free on. It's Fox. on my list. I, like I'm watching. I'm into season halfway through season five of Parks and Rec right now, so How I'm making progress. Seven. Okay, so you're getting close. Yeah, the episode I just watched. You know, it was you know the Christmas party with Jerry Gurkich's fucking smoking hot ass <laughs> wife. And his, and his, What's her name? Uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy? She looks better now than she did in the fucking Christy 80s. Christy Brinkley. I don't know. Is hot. She's an angel, ageless Who wonder. She sacrificed. To look the way she does, she takes care of herself. God damn! Like, and she's got a great plastic surgeon. Well, yeah, yeah. And but they, it's not. It's very like it. It. She looks good. It wasn't like overdone. No, she, she clearly is older. She didn't go. Oh man, crazy. she's still fuckable older though. She God looks damn. so good. How old is she now? She's, she's got to be sixty-six. Yeah, she's. Let's she's look it up. She Let's look great. it up on these machines we have. Here. What do you say? Are you looking? No, but then I had the episode where Ron made the chair, and they went to the woodworking thing, and Tammy showed up. And then Diane was threatened by uh, Leslie, oddly, and 66. Wow. God damn. She still looks absolutely amazing. Like, I want to look Then, like though, she like was 40. probably, she was only, she was probably about 56, because it's been almost 10 years. Yes. That makes so, me really sad. She was probably 60 all. whenever that was filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or 50, I think she's probably about 58. So, you know, but anyway, it was, it was great. But there she is with her daughter. 
Her daughter's not even as hot as she is. No, no. she's not. No. There, there, that's Bradley. Bradley was marking on this. We were talking about this one time, oddly enough. Um, this has been years ago, of course. And we were talking about that commercial where it was a recreation of vacation. Oh, yeah. And they're driving. And the woman in the car who pulls up beside to tempt whoever's in the car with him is not as hot as Christy Brinkley. <laughs> you know, doing uh, Rebecca. De- By the way, Rebecca DeMornay was a fucking piece, too. God damn. No. Not DeMornay. Um, Romaine? No, what is her name? Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone else. Oh, yeah. This is really random for me to think about, but I saw a YouTube video of her the other day. Shania Twain. Looks oh, great. You, are, she does. are you kidding me? She looks so good. <laughs> are you kidding me? Monsoon. That guy was tough. <laughs> you, that's a callback. She's <laughs> I'm not done that in a long time. I know she's not as old as Christy Brinkley, but like she's still, she God looks damn, good. She's like... Good looking old More no. like More like Pariah Twain Am I right Hey yeah. uh, Whatever uh, MK Ultra program Created her God damn You guys want to do Favorite things Let's do it Let's get into it It's my least favorite thing But whatever <laughs> Favorite things Is John's least favorite thing I miss Umbridge Taker uh, I love I'm not Umbridge that mad Taker. About anything anymore Post post uh, post T Chuck doesn't play well <laughs> Way into the number taking part. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> this is. I love this. Huh. Kelly Clarkson. I love Kelly Clarkson. I think so. Imagine a jazz drummer like Max Weinberg. <laughs> never never moves. His arms just move. Is this on her Christmas album? It's probably Christmassy. Yeah. God, she's got one thing. She can fucking wail. Yeah, she yeah. really fucking can. One of the few real success stories of American Idol. Her, Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Um, Daughtry, even though he didn't win. Uh, he had some hits. I didn't like Yeah, but he's. Oh, God. It's so garbage. Max girlfriend Ruben Blades <laughs> No Ruben, Ruben Stutter Stutter Blade What am I doing here I don't know <laughs> Ruben Stutter The woman was... hates Chicken salad sandwiches Can't stand them what I don't know What the reference is I don't need I Heart Huckabees <laughs> Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a great movie It's a weird movie You'd like it I'm yeah. sure It's got Mark Wahlberg in it Mark Wahlberg Wahlberg You know me Mark, Hey Mark Hey goat Wahlberg Hey goat I like your beard It looks really great That's his best role <laughs> I You think it's his best role I do I like him in Dingman. Departed Dingman There wasn't Departed. enough well, I like him Wahlberg. better in that Than I do in Boogie Nights And that's saying something Boogie Nights is a great movie Never watched Boogie Nights I've never oh, seen it Oh man Jesus Christ Gotta watch that get that reaction The fuck is wrong with you You faggot I'm an idiot I feel personally affronted Because you haven't seen it Favorite things What we got um, Okay I have a lot this week Parks and Rec Which I'm really getting into it I love the fact That the characters Are developing so much Like they, they're so much different They're the same But they're, they're They've shifted Tom has become more responsible Because he's opened uh, Rent-a-swag yeah, uh, <laughs> which is it's you know, a great idea. It's a really good and idea. Like it's it's it. like one of those that uh, Kramer came up with the PB and J's. There's a PB. There's a peanut butter and jelly restaurant now. Yeah, that does phenomenal. Yeah. So anyway, um, Jerry, like I said, the thing with Jerry and him showing up, them showing up to his house, and his, he has the best life. And I sent away a message. I said, you know, all that shit that happens to Jerry, all that terrible shit, it's a balance because his life <laughs> otherwise is fucking <laughs> tremendous. He gets to nail that hot woman every time, and also he has a gigantic. Dick, 
Yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. The doctor's like, that man has the biggest penis yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but I love that he's a character that literally clocks out and he doesn't give a fuck about work. He's right. going home. He's with his family. Like, that's what makes him happy. And he's also just, he's a really nice person. You know, you, you feel bad. And, I, <laughs> and they're so mean to him. Well, and I think by the end, though, it's shifting now where they're not so mean to him anymore. I'm, um, I'm, I'm kind of like, I t- kind of take issue, like, with... Um, so like I've got the, I had the whole like successful bully thing and like my bully obsession, my bully infatuation, which has now been uh, eclipsed by, uh, Corbett (laughs) 16.5, but, um, you know, the whole bully thing and people, you know, a lot of people didn't, you know, were taking it literally, didn't understand that I'm actually, you know what I mean? And like, you should not be a bully instead of being a bully. (laughs) Like you don't get the joke. Um, and yet. That, that those same people love that show, and I'm sure that they love the joke yeah. where the entire they cast Damn it, bullies Jerry. the fuck out of Jerry Gary <laughs> or whatever his name guy, is. Yeah, they the, the real name's Gary. And everybody just gets giddy every time they bully him, yet they pretend like, you know, Shut they up, don't Jerry. get the joke. Like, they don't understand, you know, that, that, that bullying has been a part of humanity since humanity <laughs> yeah. began. Yet they're guilty of it. That just drives me nuts. Anyhow. And then Ron... They have those moments that, like, you know, the the test has not changed me so much that I don't get emotional about things anymore. Like, but, and I'm okay with that. That's just a part of my personality. I know that now. It's not just a function of being deficient. Like, the thing where Ron, you know, was Duke Silver for Diane, and she started crying. You know, I cried a little bit. I was like, that was a really sweet thing. Which one's Diane? Lucy Lawless. Oh yeah, she looks amazing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she looks so great. Looks great. I like the fact that what I, what something that didn't happen though, and I hope is going to happen, is that she was willing to fight. Uh, Tammy too. Uh, Tammy too, and Tammy too was scared. She's usually very. She sure, she's like I mean, Jesus Christ. She's Zena. Zena. I know Zena's fucking. She's a big woman. I never I mean, saw yeah. Zena, but I always remember the commercial for it because it Dude, came on I right after Raw. Zena <laughs> yeah. came on right after I wrestling. It. Yeah, I watched a lot of Zena. Wasn't a fan of the show, but. I wasn't a fan of either well, one of the shows, but I like her a lot. She was actually she was on an episode of fucking uh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, she's Australian, I think. New Zealand. She's from New Zealand. Oh, that's another thing that bugs me is the Ron Swanson character, right? Everybody loves Ron Swanson. Yeah, he's great. He's this. He's this like you know pretty pretty cutting edge libertarian, like mm-hmm. on par with me. But he when he does it, he's a goddamn he's a goddamn uh, savior and like hilarious, and everybody loves him. But when I do it. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you need I'm to get that cloth, guy. John. You need to you need you need to cut your hair like his, and where whenever every time you get laid, you need to walk in with a red shirt on. His haircut's so bad though. <laughs> it bad suits haircut. him. It's awesome. I it's like it. It's a nice little pompadour. Would it be that considered a pompadour? Mustache? Yeah. I mean, I can get down with a mustache, mustache. But the mustache is stupid. But he's just. What? I just. I, I love the. I love the character. I love the fact that uh, the Ben uh, when Ben proposed to Leslie. I, was, I got choked up. I got really choked up because it was. They both got so much into the scene that she's really crying, and that's how good of an actor Amy Poehler is. She's really good, and that there's that horrible thing. I felt like a fucking housewife. I was like, I really want them to be involved in real life. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're both married. That's how like I kids. felt about Jim and Pam. I was like, there's no way they're not together. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, there's the most, and I love those. Um, so there's Parks and Rec. I'm, I'm going to be done with it in another week. Um, Spider Man. Start playing that again because I was playing all these dark Heck games yeah. and I just can't. As I'm going to get Resident Evil Three, that's going to happen yeah. because I love it. I love those games. Stress me out too much. They are really stressful. Yeah. And this one, you have Nemesis chasing you entire yeah. fucking time, so that's going to be uber stressful. But um, it's, I don't think it's as stressful as Mister X though because you can't hear him walking around. 
the nemesis, he he'll just sneak up on you. Mr. Rex is in that fucking PlayStation and he's walking around the whole time. The videos of people playing the demo for the remake, there's like a whole bunch of hidden shit in it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. A bunch like, of Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. But um just in the little demo. But the Spider Man game, um, I actually figured out a, a, a way to solve our quandary, though, about about the suits. You don't want to wear the other suits. When I'm doing a specific task, I'll pick the suit that suits that task. <laughs> like, when I'm going to do the science stuff, I wear the Stark suit. I'm like, hey, Tony Stark likes science. We'll do the science stuff. So, oh, that's great. And then and then when I'm like going to do a bunch of fighting, I, do, I get the suit that looks like a suit of armor. Like, yeah. you know, the black one with the, with the gold. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And then when I'm going after the backpacks, I'm either going to use the... The homemade fucking uniform or the uh, the Scarlet Spider, which looks like a homemade uniform. You know, if so. you just use them, I won't know. You don't have to, like, no, but do I, it. But I feel it's like a, you're, no, like, no, recording no, no, to no, me. No, I don't no, care. No, because <laughs> actually, once you said that, I did that, too. I, I found myself doing that. Like, well, that's not really what I'm supposed to be wearing at this point. And I'm just wearing the... The one, not the, the one he started with, but the one he changed into with the white on it, which is a really cool Spider-Man costume, yeah, by the cool. way. But um, you know, I'm hoping that the uh, the Venom suits in there, like the the black one with the big white S on it, it's in there. Yeah, is it is Venom in there? Just go ahead and tell me. Play the fucking game. Yeah, He's good. not in. It. I haven't even got that okay. far yet, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, teasing, almost, I'm like 38 percent. They'll tease. He's, they're teasing that that may be the next in the next downloadable. Yes. I love the fact though they're they're hanging oh, tight yeah, with that game about that whole fucking thing. There's, There's dude, you need to finish this game. It's a great story. <laughs> well, they're hanging. They're they're hanging tight with the fact that they're you can free play and just do shit all over the city. You yeah. don't have to. I love that. Like the side mission, I'll go for hours and just do other shit. Have you done and, um, um, great. Taskmaster? Master? What the Taskmaster's it? in there. Yes. Dude, it's fucking great. It's a good game. He's my favorite villain. Mm-hmm. Um, you have it's it's kind of hard, but you have um, these like little side things that you have to do, and it'll be like limits. timed or. What about Craven the Hunter? I'm sure he's in there somewhere. I don't remember. No, I don't him. think Craven's in Mysterio. Uh, Ray Mysterio. God, it's been a while. <laughs> anyway, before we go, I mean that the game's great. I love it. Um, the graphics are man. The graphics are so fucking good that you can see the pores on people's faces. Yeah. And then that one Chinese dude, he's the stubble on his face. Like you'd even see the blue underneath the skin. I'm like, whoa! You guys really went fucking all out with this. I love and the he, cinematic like stuff. Like you'll be in the story, mm-hmm. and then it breaks to like that very cinematic, and you get a play, and it. I don't know. It's it's beautiful. You're sucked into like a movie. Absolutely, and it's a fucking like uh, it's a huge game, so it's going to be like you know a huge movie. Whoever voices Peter Parker does a great job too. And I love the fact I love the fact this that with this though we've talked about this before. It's its own thing. It's not a movie game. Yeah. It's not Tobey Maguire or um, the other kid. Um, Tom Holland. Right? Tom Holland. Yeah, who's who's, who's a great fucking Spider Man. He's my favorite. Spider Man. That's actually that's my favorite. Spider Man is my new favorite superhero. Because I don't, I'm not dark and brooding anymore. I don't give a shit. I like happy things and all that stuff. And I've come out of that that pit where I have to, you know, like Wolverine and Batman because they're, you know, lonely and tough. Fuck that shit. I mean, he was I want, always my favorite growing up. Spider Man. I like Spider Man a lot. Like Spider Man's Amazing Friends was my favorite cartoon. Um, I love the comic. Uh, well, that's not exactly true. I wasn't a big comic book Spider Man comic book reader, but I liked just the character. I thought he was really cool. Um, and then the other thing is the gym. I I want to show y'all this. It's really like it's dramatic. Like I think all this build up is traumatic. So <laughs> no, nice. Yeah, I see that. 
I see that. So. so I mean, that's I'm really I'm really I'm really getting there. So you're really doing it. <laughs> you should do like a before and after picture. It's kind of hard I've, for me. I've to... got I've got picture. Like I've got you know. If you want to send uh, send them to me, I can put them in like a. Uh, yeah, I can do it. A side by side frame or whatever. That well, is I nice. thought I would never th- th- show me this picture. This is at the very beginning. That's fucking terrible. That's really terrible. That's what I look like right now. No, you don't. I know I look great. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just not good. And then there's has now. Have you been taking like measurements and doing all? No, that? I've just been working out and you know. And I would say it's like now that so. Yeah, no, I think for me it was when the scale wasn't moving. Going to my measurements every so often was like a huge boost. Well, for me, it's more like okay, I don't even really look in the mirror anymore when I'm in the gym. I don't. I just, for one thing, I wear a sweatshirt most of the time or a long shirt, and I just go and I put the weights on the rack. I do, you know, cross off the things I've done, done the workout. You know, I just started doing that Lee Priest arm workout again, the one that takes two fucking hours. That one's going to be, my arm's going to be this big around. You know, it's going to be crazy. But you know what it is, though? What? It's, uh... I knew it was coming. I did, too. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I think that's the first uh, first time I've gotten that There's three different versions of it on here. I wonder if there's an acoustic version. It's like we have ESPN or something. Nope. Nope. <laughs> there's one that's remastered, I think. But, um... <laughs> I started reading, no, and, and the other thing, the final favorite thing is Dune. Like the, the shit oh, they the, released for Doom. The shots. Holy fucking. I didn't know balls. Zendaya was in it. I'm a Zendaya fan. She plays she's Chani, so who's pretty. the who's the love interest. Did you see that show that she's on on HBO? I've not watched Euphoria yet. I forget. Okay, Euphoria is the name of it. I love her. Good. She's is good. It good? At, she's good in Spider Man. I need to. She's fucking great. In, I and she's love a conspiracy her. theorist. I'm like, yes. And she's reading all those. <laughs> like when she, they're working out, she's got that book going. Yeah. <laughs> she's she, a I really mean, good. I, I like her as. She's not MJ, MJ, though. She's not MJ. Like I've, I've, they've actually said this one. They, you think that she is, but she's not. Like, there's a girl coming up that actually is MJ. That's okay. actually Mary Jane Watson. Okay. So, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I'm all for the uh, changing variety and having you know different ethnicities and stuff. Sure. I'm all for that. But Mary Jane's got to be a redhead. I'm sorry, she's just got to be a redhead. It's like that is who she is. It's like having a. You can't have a blonde Spider Man. That's not happening. Can't do that. So Eric Eric July always makes the point. He's a you know he's a Marvel huge Marvel guy, and he always makes the point that um, that it's like it's it's very uh, uh, transparent what you're doing mm-hmm. when you take a, tr- a character that has a history of being traditionally a certain ethnicity and try to switch it over to being a black person or a female person or whatever you're doing. Um, when there are all kinds of characters of that ethnicity or of that gender that have yet to be planned out or you could create new characters sure. that are all original that would be because what you're doing basically is you're saying oh here's this white character let's turn him black but it's still historically and fundamentally a white character it wasn't written to be a black character so or whatever it is or if mm-hmm. it's a gay person or a sure. female playing a male role or whatever it is uh, it seems to me a lot more authentic and a lot more like socially just to create new original material based on these ethnicities or to um, tap into the the characters that were actually intended to be black or female or gay. 
I, I agree. I agree provisionally, but I, I just it's that some people have a major problem with it. I don't like. I, I'm just like I don't really care. Like when they made the gunsling, it just seems like you're. It seems like you're. Um, like you're just giving them scraps. It's like it's like sloppy seconds. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I, I, I could see it being kind of fun to switch whatever it is, like for creative purposes. But I hate when they're doing it just to like check off a box right, to right. pander yeah. when it feels yeah, really not, forced. That's not good. I, mean, I guess I guess maybe that's is that it. It you know it seems like that's kind of what they're doing. When, Sometimes, but I'll if it's agree. like a beloved character yeah. and they want to like kind of throw something different and try something different, yeah. and maybe it's. Make them I mean, I male or female or whatever it is. Yeah, I don't have a. It's, it's like the ghost in the shell thing with uh, ScarJo. That's a Japanese character. Yes, that it's based on, and then they make it ScarJo. But the reason they make it Scarlett Johansson is because nobody's going to watch it if there's nobody that you know in the movie. Sure. So people will go see a Scarlett Johansson movie just because she's in it. Yeah. Right. You're not going to find some that, unnamed Japanese. But Japanese. I think she got that donk. She got that donk. She got them titties. God, she's so fucking hot. She's beautiful. But um, she is beautiful. But they, uh, you know, when it comes to that, though, they did do a Spider-Man thing with uh, Miles Morales, who's, you know, another kind of Spider-Man. He was in Spider- Into the Spider-Verse, which is the perfect fucking movie. God, yeah, I'm going to go home so and watch good. that shit tonight. It's a wonderful movie. But, um, you know, and then they did. It is perfectly done. Oh, it's tremendous. It's absolutely perfect. I have perfect. no, like, issues with anything. Me either. I mean, um, but wasn't he like an, he was Spider-Man with Spider-Man, wasn't he? Cause, yes. Because he's uh, in the game. You've met him, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, that kid. No, was, actually, I haven't. Oh, never mind. <gasps> Spoiler alert! He's uh, in it. I don't care. I mean, it's. And it's really. I, awesome. I'm. I, I love all these things. I. I like all the little nods to things like the. Li- I found the lizard blood in the backpack, and the lizard was actually a, a a favorite villain of mine. That's the thing about Spotty too is his, his rogue. Well, I mean, his rogues gallery is one of the best. Doc Ock, Mysterio, Rhino, uh, the Kingpin, which is a. I sh- love him. Which is a shared fucking villain with Daredevil. I love that too. Is the fact that him and Daredevil overlap. Yeah. Have and you found um, the Daredevil? Uh, I think you can find his law office. I think it's well, a picture actually, you have I, to I, take. Well, I found the uh, the the card from uh, Murdoch and Nelson. Fucking, maybe that's you know. what it was. I swear, I thought or maybe the Ghostbusters uh, place is in there too, isn't it? Yes, the Ghostbusters yes. building is there. Okay, I need to find that. But um, yeah. back to that game. But the thing about Dune is, you know, the cast is absolutely perfect. Oscar Oscar Isaac was born to play. Played Duke Leo Atreides. Oscar him. Isaac is like I would like to see him as Batman. He would I like to, be the only thing Batman. I never liked him in short. is is Apocalypse. That movie was garbage. I never watched. Which that. one's Apocalypse? The X Men Age of Apocalypse. Okay, it's so fucking bad. It, it was what? so bad. So I'm going to ask you something, and your head's probably going to explode. But like, what's Dune based off of? Is it a video game, or is it an old? No, it's a. It's the most. Bo- All right, here's let's break this down real quick. It's the most beloved science fiction. Not beloved. It's the most influential and popular science fiction series of all time. It's the story is this. There's um, it's was far it a, in the future. Was it a book? Yes. Okay, I don't it's really a know anything about it. Bunch of books, isn't it? Yeah, there's five of them. I think it's far in the future. You know, this family called the Atreides family is going to this place called Arrakis, which is the this, world's kind of mostly a desert at this point. Well, no, that's not Earth. Like Arrakis is not Earth. Like it's actually mankind has gone. The world that they're on. Yes. Is yes. a desert like yes. world. It's, it's like nothing but it's nothing but like it's called Dune because that's the slang term for, you know, sand dune. Yeah, it's and um, there's a this family is moving there and there's a spice one that comes from this planet from these giant worms. And the spice is both addictive 
and uh, it lengthens your life. But if you quit taking it, you die. It's kind of like it's kind of like a you know like an amazing drug that also gives you super abilities. But then it's kind of like kratom, matter of fact. Except that <laughs> if, you, if you stop taking kratom, you don't die. Of, sure, <laughs> it makes me think of like you Bioshock, poop. like the stuff that mm, they were on. Poop. No, yeah. it's well. No, because it, it doesn't give them. you like magic abilities or anything like that. All, it gives you, if you take large doses of it, it gives you prescience. And it gives you, um, you're able to, you know, do it, 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 crazy mathematical equations and shit. Like, it's the only way they're able to, to do space travel. Because space travel, you're not in this, you're not going somewhere. You're using a, a an engine where you fold space and you just go through it. I mean, and that's actually the only that way hurts. to space travel. Okay. So... And the ships are so massive that you could fit continents in them. It's it's fucking crazy. Huh. Um, but anyway, the the Atreides are moving to this planet, but, but and they're feared by the by the Emperor because they have these fighting men. They're like, you know, Duncan Idaho, which played by Jason Momoa, who is a perfect casting for that role. Dude, he looks so cool in those yeah, he pictures. Does. He, he, his beard is shaved off, and everything is awesome. Um, he's like only one. If there's Gurney Halleck, which Josh Brolin is playing, there's um, Thuffer Howard, who is like this uh, mentat, but he's also an assassin. All kinds of they're fucking. Awesome. It is the most awesome group of characters ever. And okay. Paul Atreides is the young son of Duke Leto. And he's this super being called the Kizatz Hatterach. There's a group of, I know this is a lot, but it is. Uh, <laughs> but there's a, group, there's a group of women uh, called the Bene Gesserit. And they're using this breeding program to create a super being that can see in all, all timelines. Mm-hmm. And the Lady Jessica, who is a Bene Gesserit, who's, who's Leto's concubine, Flouted what they were She was supposed to have a girl They told her to have a girl She had They can actually control What they're going to have Because they're so into You know That's coming here too Well sure But they can do it through Mental powers Not through science Well I can't do that So She has a boy instead And it turns out that Paul is the Kizak's Kizak's Hatterach The super being Okay And But then the Harkonnens Who this awful evil family Um Send this They they destroy the house of Atreides Like they attack them On this planet I almost assassinate all of them. You know, I'm telling you the whole fucking movie here. I can't believe I'm doing this, but um, it's okay. This is a lot, and it'll, but it'll the, be great. But then there's a group it. of people on the on the planet called the Fremen, and the Fremen live in the desert, and they're peerless oh. warriors and all kinds of shit. And then they go to live with the Fremen, and it's just, it's it's going to be fucking great. I, I love it. I mean, the cast sounds amazing. I the only the, we were talking about this though. The only thing that pisses everybody off is the fact they did have a changing of, of casting of both ethnicity. And gender. Liet Kynes is this planetologist who's not from Arrakis. She or he is from off world, but she's gone native. Like she's become one of the Fremen and is very respected Fremen too. And the Fremen are like, the one thing I love about them is that there's a group of warriors in here that the that the Emperor uses called the Sardaukar. And the Sardaukar are fucking nasty. They're terrifying. They're big, they're strong, they're fast. They, you know, they're just really nasty. And then they try to fight the Fremen and get their fucking asses handed to them. Like, the Sardaukar can kill, one man can kill ten men. And then the Fremen are almost reversing that on them. And then the Fremen, one of them said, you killed all these Sardaukar? And he's like, yeah, did you see how well they fought? You know, they were talking about the Sardaukar, impressed with how, even though they got their asses handed to them, that's how well they fought. You know what I mean? So, I, I love it. It's going to be, in, in this guy's hands, it's been tried to, it's been done. David Lynch ki- tried to do it. It sucked. Just well, wasn't any good. I wouldn't say it sucked, but it wasn't good. I never watched it. When give it a shot, then you'll get you'll get the the gist of it if you watch that. And actually, there are points of it that aren't bad. Yeah, it's just um, it's just 
how David Lynch does things. It's all of his it's things not, are weird. It's not suited to what no to his vision. Like because you're going to have a bunch of characters that are hard to like anyway. Because by the third book, they're all unlikable, and you know they're only going to do a few books though. Because this the timeline to do that's another thing is like five thousand years. Jesus, they go through five thousand years of history in five books, and it's far flung. And hey, man, it's. I, I, I'm on the third book Or maybe I'm on the fourth book now And it's still the original characters And I love it It's getting good But it's getting ready To take a real weird turn I mean because I know What's going to happen I actually looked up the history And read about it So so that's it That's all my favorite things It only took four fucking hours and Something <laughs> something just came to my attention Zach, Zach Snyder has a new movie coming out Called Army of the Dead yeah. With uh, Dave Batista. I'm not going to see another Zack Snyder movie Yeah you will No it's he's the one that did the good remake of Day of the Dead, didn't he? That's the only good movie he ever did. No, come on, dude. Was it Day on. of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead? I'm not sure. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead was Day of the Dead is the one where they're in the bunker. Which I bought that one. You can watch that one on my. You're Amazon. gonna sit there. And Who's been watching the Two Towers on my Amazon? By the way, any you guys? I watched it a long time ago. Huh. Somebody watched it recently. It's that's the one with Jeff Daniels, right? It's a show about Two the, Towers, the Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. Rings. No, no, not me. I mean, I watched the. There was a. There was a show about 9-11. I think it was called The Two Towers. I'm not sure, though. Hmm. No, I just it, Somebody's been watching. I don't know who, but I don't, I don't care. I'm just saying. Sorry. No, that's just a really funny thing to get mixed up. <laughs> yeah, 9-11 and The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's really funny to me. I only saw the first Lord of the Rings movie. Should I try the other ones? Yes. You'd like, you'd like the other ones, man. Yeah. yeah. The other, they're much more fast-paced. I don't even remember the first one. I just remember there a lot of Dude, walking. Dude, the first one's great. I've it's watched them, movie. but I don't just, remember just much. Watch, just watch Game them. of Thrones and add Hobbits and Magic <laughs> to it and pretend like the Lord of the Rings movies are that good, even though they're not. That's a matter of opinion, I think. I think, I that, really I think that's a goddamn fact. <laughs> I think Game of been... Thrones is better done. Okay. I'm not comparing <laughs> the books to the books. I'm comparing. No, Game of Thrones books are better, too. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying the, movie, the, the, the Game of Thrones series... In terms of how it looks, how it feels, and the way it's presented is better done than the Lord of the Rings. And I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. But To be fair, it was like the 2000s to be fair, when... 2000, first one came out. It's been 20 years ago. When every like the CGI is just kind of garbage. Yeah, but, but in, in 1989 or whenever the fuck it was, they came out with this movie called Willow when they didn't have any fucking CGI, and it looks better. No, I'm, a lot of those of older Rings. movies do look better. I don't know I don't think you're I saying, agree. You're saying that Warwick Davis... Is not a better looking Hobbit than fucking scaled Elijah Wood. Who no, I'm absolutely saying that. I'm absolutely saying that that them scaled down is better. I mean, Hobbits aren't midgets. Hobbits are smaller. They're homunculus. I mean, they're just a smaller group. They are not. They are not proportionally the same proportions as humans. I love this so much. They kind of are. I think Except that, for their that's, feet That's the That's the impression That I get They're usually A little bit chubbier <laughs> Yeah but 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 I'm just saying In terms of how Gravity affects The human body Right It's going to It's not going to Look the same It looks like Like honestly Lord of the Rings Like I loved it When it came out It, it turned me on It was inspiring <laughs> to me It does not hold up It looks like trash the acting is weird. I, I don't like Peter Jackson anymore. I don't like the way he directed it. I hate, I hate all of the like the fake modern feminism stuff that's like tied in, especially the third one, where they're trying to make some kind of like liberal political message out of a story that wasn't really about that. It was really more about like 
World War II and like triumphing over evil sure. and the little guy, de- you know, defeating the big guy. It wasn't about, um, you know, it wasn't about you know Democrats beating Republicans, which is kind of like what they tried to make it look like. Oh. I don't remember that. I just remember the talking trees, and I. I I just think it's very. It's it's like blatantly, like transparently, like bullshit to me. The way that, uh, especially um, Return of the King, has a has a leftist political message to it that that was not part of the story. They they like tacked it on, and it's cheesy and it's gross. I don't know if I, I'd have to go back and watch it. I, don't know I mean, I could point out. I mean, if we sat down together and watched it, I could like pause it and be like, "Right here, sure." This and, and, is I would, not, and I would see it. Yeah, I, I would right. See it. But I'm but I'm also saying that the Fellowship of the Ring is the mo- one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life. The Fellowship of the Ring holds up. Yeah, the other two do not. Well, the, the Two Towers was never my favorite. I mean, I, it had its moments. But I, but, I, I but the best part of the two towers was the first ten minutes when Gandalf is fighting the Balrog falling down. I'm, I'm at the point now where I, I find Return of the King unwatchable. It's so fucking long, and it had ten endings. Too many endings. Yeah, Jack Nicholson I'm with said you on that. Too I'm, many endings. I'm, I'm with you on that. They didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. Oh, there was um, a bunch of endings. I really don't remember that. the second half of the three hour movie was yeah. endings. Yeah. Trying to tie it won all the all Oscars. The I can't remember, but I'm, I'm, that's not a metric of how good of a movie. And like it is, the music, so. like the music's like supposed to like give you a feel of like it's ending now and it's beautiful. They did that fifteen times. Really? Yeah. I just really maybe care. maybe the Amazon. I triple dog the, dare you to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the Amazon. I triple show dog dare you to rewatch it. Your liking. Oh. I, I I triple dog dare you to rewatch Return of the King. To sit there and watch the whole thing with popcorn or whatever you want, cherry coke, whatever your thing is. Turn the lights down, light the candles, take it seriously, and watch it. And come back here and tell me that you fucking liked it. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> get on that. I, I fucking triple dog game. dare you. It seems like there's violence yeah, the, um, behind this dare. Uh, more, the, really, a lot. Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> Uh, what is it the, the video games we talked about yeah, Mo- Shadow of Shadow of War, War and Shadow of Mordor both of those games I haven't played Shadow I haven't of played War. this I haven't played the second one either I like the first one I have it if you want to so really it's fantastic now mine had to glitch on it that like when you get to the very end like it stopped working right but that's like it goes into like an open world setting at, at that point it stops mm-hmm. working but you can play the whole um, game and it's First one I was just great, like killing man. orcs, man. It's like what yeah, I imagine. That, that, that got to be a lot of fun when it's you get like all the weapons and start picking them off. It's kind of like what I imagine Red Dead to be in a way, but it's you can borrow Red Dead if you want. I'm not ready. If you have for, time for I'm, that. She is really on my back to play fucking Red. I just need somebody to get into it as much as I. <laughs> and I will, and it'll be a, it'll be annoying because it'll be another fucking Last of Us shit. I only play I only play PS4 games that are at least four years old. Oh, so you need. Another two years, I guess. I need to play the first Red Dead. <laughs> PS5. That's I, 10 I years think, old. I think I'm going to save See, some money aside and, and buy the PS5 the second it comes out. That's what's happening. I might uh, do the whole layaway, not layaway, but pre-order and make payments on them. It's a really wonky looking machine, though. Have you seen it? They haven't released pictures of the machine yet. Those They've are released all, pictures of the controller, Yeah, they? just the controller. Those I are, thought, no, those are all just mock-ups. They're just mock-ups? Yeah, they're just okay. what people... Uh, just, it's gonna be, you know, this is going to be the last physical game system. I don't know, man. Guarantee you. The, the, the Google or whatever. Stadia. The Stadia yeah, it just hasn't hit well. Well, I know, but it's inevitable. That's an inevitable thing. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think we're that close to it, man. It's going to take a while to, for internet and everything to, to work properly. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to get rid of physical um, game systems. Until everybody has high speed internet coming to their house. Yeah, you can't. Well, there's but, this thing happening now that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I know from whenever my old job where I'd have to go up to all these hollers, a lot of them still get whatever eight meg fucking frontier internet to dial houses. up. Yeah, essentially, really it's not good. They're still they're running internet through hundred year old phone lines. Right. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't work very good. I don't think. Anyway, Elena, favorite things. Um. Fucking hurry up! Sorry, sorry. Um. We've been watching Community. It's so How good. Far? How far are you? We're in season two. We just watched the uh, Dungeons and Dragons one. Fuck yes. That's such a good episode. Uh, with Fat Neil. There's, and they just, uh, uh, what's his name? The Pop Pop guy. Pop Pop. Pop Pop. That's his name. Well, it's some, it begins with like an M. Like they just showed him and I was like, I thought he was in it way longer. I don't know. It's been fun to read because I don't remember a Starburns lot. Starburns is in it from the beginning. Yeah, yes. he's he's a producer. Him and um, Harmon are good friends. They um, oh, okay. They produce things together and they write things together. His studio is Starburns Studio. That's great. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just been fun to rewatch them. It's such a good show. It's such an underappreciated show because it's so. Is fucking it good as Parking the Wreck? It's so different. It's, it's hard different. to compare I them. I think it's just as it's good. It's just as good. They've it, the different. characters are very well written, like Parks and Rec, and you, and you care you you actually care about all of them, yeah. even though they all have like their quirks, and some of them are more likable than others. I'm but. just worried about Chevy Chase. Like I, I have a hard time liking Chevy Chase. Well, you're, you're not like you're not supposed to like yeah. him all that much. And he's a dickhead. Like, in no, there. Pierce yeah, is, he's an old man. He's a dick. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's racist and yeah, he's, he's old. And, he's everything we love. <laughs> yeah, and then you get the the classic Chevy Chase moments sometimes. He's, yes. he's crotchety. He's uh, curmudgeonly. But then he'll have like a Fumbling sweet moment. He's not around. completely yeah, yeah. unlikable, but yeah, he um he's Chevy, he's Chevy Chase. Unlikable. How long is he in it? I can't remember. All the way till I think it's four five. seasons. Yeah, I didn't think it was that long. He might have actually been in the fifth season, but I'm not sure. I don't remember now. I think they Joel bring McHale, him back right? in the last episode. Joe McHale is the main guy. Yeah, I like him. So. I like Joe McHale as well. Um, on the soup, he was fucking tremendous. Yeah, mm-hmm. he uh, he's one of the most disliked, or he's very unlikable. But then I don't know. He'll the character turn it around. Or, yeah, or him himself. Well, it's, him but it's kind of like just him. Yeah, there's he's always a always lesson for him. Something. Um, this the the, the uh, story of him is he has to go back to community college to get his bachelor's degree. Because he cheated his way through law school the first time, through the undergrad, and he got disbarred when everybody found out. So yeah. now he has to go to a shitty community college, even though he's like a Harvard-educated <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, his bachelor's degree was fake. Yeah. Right. So, so that's yeah. the story. And Ken Jong is the Spanish teacher, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, John I'm Oliver's well, in it some. Yeah. John Oliver? Yeah. Yes. Really? I'm a big John Oliver, Mark. Yeah, he plays a drunk horn dog. It's pretty funny. He's uh, he's their anthropology teacher right now. Oh god, that's so spot on. A fucking Brit being an anthropology teacher. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I thought it it took longer. I just have to get through Parks and Rec. It's almost uh, it's realistic, but then they do things that are hyper realistic. Like it just goes beyond. Everything they do the paintball episode, yeah, paintball which episode is where is that kind of starts. The best. Uh, the the dean he he's has this prize. Uh, the dean's one of my favorite characters for the last person standing in this paintball game, and then the whole 
it turns into Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. I think there's... Are Call there of Duty te- meets a zombie like Mad show. Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, there's teams. and It's the final episode of the first season. It like destroys the whole set. Yeah. It's incredible. They go absolutely apeshit. <laughs> it was... It's, it's hilarious. Really good. Like they actually destroy the set and go meta where they... You know, I'm mean? not sure that they break, break, the, break wall. the wall. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they break the wall, but they... It's uh, it's like a zombie apocalypse or something happening. It's great. Dude. Awesome. It just happens out of nowhere. <laughs> I give it a shot, but I, I can feel myself. I, I still do one thing that I don't like, and, and I know I can feel it coming on. Parks and Rec is going to be one of those shows where I'm, that's what I'm only going to watch for a while. You know, and it took me a while to get into it. It took me two years to get into it. <laughs> it's a good show. Because I would watch select episodes, and then I just kept... Making myself watch them, and then you know, now I'm really, really into it. So, Andy's fun. There's some episodes that are very like they have the the Sophie B Hawkins Day dance. Yes, and Sophie B Hawkins is playing at it. Awesome! <laughs> I love Sophie B Hawkins. Instead of what was Sadie Hawkins Day? We didn't have that in my school. It's when the I, girls invite the boys to yeah. dance. Yeah, we didn't do that either. Yeah, we. Um, I finally feel like I broke. The depression wall this week. Man, you guys are. <laughs> you were. No, I wasn't me. doing very good. Um, but it was like I knew that I just needed to work out. I knew what I needed to do. What do you? What? What are you saying? What? What do you think was is, is causing you to have the depression problem right now? Um. I mean, obvious. There are obvious things, but I, I was curious if you. And you're married theory. to that. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got it. Yeah. The fuck. No, yeah, your, your husband is a redheaded gay guy. I mean, number one, number yeah. two, uh, there's this you know pandemic going on that's fucking up everybody's lives. Working from home was a challenge when I first started, but having like that day to uh, get redheaded out, redheaded gay guy. Yeah, I really thought you said something. <laughs> Me too. It's really like, funny. <laughs> um, so like I would go once a week to like a coffee shop. Like I finally found the balance. I was like, okay, like here's how I get out of Golly Bridge. You know what I mean? And then now I'm back to like being stuck at home. All the time. Mm. And I don't really have anywhere to go. So that's been kind of weird. You can come here while I'm at work. Just if it's just a change of scenery that you're looking for. I could. I don't care. Um, you get in my house and hang out with Amelia. She'll be in your fucking face the whole time. It's just, yeah. It, I don't know. Just being kind of... It feels like Groundhog Day, you know, like you just, you never Have you ever considered buying a sword? (laughs) (laughs) This has done wonders for me in my depression. It's a solution. I mean, maybe. Maybe that would be good. The the sword Lucian. (laughs) I was getting ready to make some sort of pun like that, but I decided to step back. I should have. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely should (laughs) have. You should have stepped on that sword, right? (laughs) You should have fallen on that sword Lucian. Stepped on it? (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um... (laughs) You really stepped in it. I did. Um, oh, so I did start, and I'm kind of early, so I probably, I got to stick with it if I'm going to say it, but I started um, Bar 3. They're doing like a free 15-day thing, and it's kind of like cardio and yoga and dance kind of put together. It's like ballet. That's kind of the fundamentals. It's ballet. So it's not yeah, like... It's pronounced ballet. Ballet. <laughs> ballet. Um, so it's not like cheesy like Zumba or anything, but Zumba's awesome. Zumba's fine. It's kind of cheap. I don't know. I felt silly. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun going to a class with your friends, but like doing it at home by yourself, you feel like a yeah, real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so and you're like, all right, let me get into this. But with this, I mean, the warm up, I did probably a hundred just body squats 
and I thought I was going to die. Like my legs are on fire today. So that was a warm up. It was the warm up. Hundred body weight squats. You just you're doing it with the beat, and they just keep you going. And then at one point, you start pulsing just with your calves, yeah, you like in the lunge. Is it the kind of squats you do where you, you're on your toes when you get to the bottom, like a Hindu it squat? It was the sumo. Okay. Squats, but yeah, it was. I mean, I was sweating. With a woman, is it sumo? I kept saying sumo. I don't think that the A sound is feminine in Japanese. <laughs> I think that's, I that's Spanish. There's nothing feminine sumo. in Japanese. Or, no, I said sumo or something. Su- yeah, I couldn't say it right. Sumo stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it, it does have like yoga. It, it has that cardio part to it. And I really liked it. So I'm going to try to stick with it. But today I walked like two and a half miles, just got out of the house. So that was kind of nice. I finally just feel like I got past this... Blah feeling. Why'd you guys quit working out with me? Aaron broke his hand, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he And then we both just were kind of yeah. like, meh. He broke I his broke hand me. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't grip it. And then Corvid 16.5. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> no, I, no. Last week it was Corvid with mm-hmm. a V16. I no longer use that term. Now I only use the term Corbid 16.5. Okay. okay I used Cobain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something. That the reminds show. me of something too. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I can't really think of anything else. I'm playing Red Dead. I mean, nothing new. Semen. Okay. That too. <laughs> West Virginia, suck my cock. Strong words. Aggressive. Aaron, uh, you got any favorite things? Are you piece of shit? I, I really got into uh, audio documentaries this week. Starting oh, yeah. The, what the, are those called? Well, the name of the production company is Wondery. Is this the one you sent me? The Wolverine thing? Well, no, no, I'll get into that here okay. in a second. Uh, Wondery did the original Joe Exotic documentary. Like, it's an audio deal. And uh, it's actually the show that they're making is going to be based off of the the audio documentary and not the not the Netflix show. They're dude. They're different. What show who's making the show that they're the Joe Exotic show that they're making with Kate with McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Oh, they've they've got a contract with Wondery, so it'll probably be more in depth. And it's crazier. more. It's m- more of you seeing like what a real piece of shit this guy is, Joe. Yeah. Oh no way! No way is Joe a piece what, of shit. What a no. liar and stuff he is. Yeah. No, not him. There's uh, a lot of shit, dude. There's a lot of shit that they don't cover and they don't. That they just blatantly leave out of the fucking they skew, documentary. They skew it in favor of Joe for sure. Oh, most right? definitely. Yeah, I mean, even though they do show him multiple times saying that we need to get rid of that bitch, Carol Bass. Well, I mean, they they do it in a in a fashion of. But the I'm, the funny thing is, is that they show a lot of that stuff and people still side with him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because it's funny to side with. Well, Carol is a real piece of shit. Yeah, that, and he. He They're does, all he pieces has a great shit. Carol Baskin is a goddamn angel. She's the queen. We stand the queen. Yes, queen. She definitely. You can either support them. Carol Baskin or we can no longer be friends. I will run you through with my saber. Did you see the video that her husband put out? I did not, but I want to. Uh, it's 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 like uh, eight minutes long, and it's it's just him thanking everybody that's supporting. Them. He's my least favorite character in that whole show. He might be my least favorite character. You know, in there's anything. other pictures to I that to him. that photo op that, that 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 whole thing. There's more pictures of him like beating her. Like oh, really? Yeah. Like they, they just they just didn't put him in the documentary because they you know this guy her husband has a cuck. beating on. Like they're posed pictures. They're, they're posed pictures, and oh. he was dressed like a caveman. So he's not a cuck. And she's what? No, he is. 
You're talking about the previous husband? No, the the one that's the cuck husband. Yeah, the cuck husband. There's there's more pictures to the, the wedding pictures. I'm really going for that yeah, one this week. You're trying hard there. The cucks the cucksband. The cucksband. It's even better than mine. And then uh I got into uh another <laughs> audio documentary, Dirty John. It's about a a crazy dude that got married to this chick and the whole family. It's just audio documentaries favorite thing. Good one. Got yeah. sucked right into him this week. He likes murder porn. Yeah, I'm a big murder porn fan. He's it's like real like for the ears. ID channel and oh, all that. Yeah. He oh yeah, he loves I right into that him, shit. Like uh, making a murderer. Yeah, yes. that oh, murder God. porn documentary. So good. Documentary is so good. But like, it is good. They also skewed it to where you think that maybe that guy's might be innocent, but he's yeah. a real piece of shit. I do think Brent, he's Brendan. Stupid. I think yeah. his nephew probably didn't do anything. No, because he's no. real tard. <laughs> real TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the staircase? Yes, I did. Oh man, I don't know if he did it or not. I'm really know not either. sure. But it's weird. But he probably did. It. He probably. Yeah, did. he probably did. Yeah, he probably <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, and then like the the other documentary is well, it's not a documentary. It's the other podcast is uh, uh, Marvel. They they're doing like audio comic books now. And I don't know like how how widespread it is because all I found were Wolverine stories. There's two of them, and they're like highly produced. So there's like Foley art and sound and there, yeah, there's actors, actors, sound effects. Uh, What's Wolverine he sound sounds like? like Wolverine. You sound like a Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah, just growling and yeah. yeah. It's awesome, Hugh Jackman. I've, I'm I'm really sucked into the, the fucking movie. guy. But yeah, that, I guess that's the only thing I have. Documentaries or uh, podcasts is my favorite thing this week. <laughs> I'm afraid that when I turn that Wolverine thing on, I'll just go to sleep. Dude, I I, I just not, not that it, it won't like, be bad. I'm living, just saying that you know, I just do it while I do stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. I might turn it on while I'm lifting. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. I listen good. to podcasts all day long while I'm at work. I never fall asleep. Dan Coron, man, I gotta well, be honest. I mean, I'll turn it on sometimes, and I, I love it. I love it so much, but it will. It's just so soothing. Like I'm just. He's a soothing boy. What do you want to do? That's what he talks. <laughs> I would recommend if you're into the murder porn stuff, serial, the first season of it's really. Uh, what's really the good. documentary about uh, that? Really? About I haven't seen the documentary. The case against. I can't think of his name. I can see him. It's an HBO documentary. It was the so kid? It's fucking good, of course. It's really good. Or the podcast was really good. I never listened mm-hmm. to it because they I were like, like they're like taking credit for podcasts. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, we did it before they did. Yeah, Yeah. you know. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm going to get sucked into these. Like this is going to be a thing. Yeah. Anything else? That's it, John. He has the documents. He has the documents. It's on a piece of paper, so that makes it. A fish. More official than if it was on a stick. Totally a fish. Do you understand? Toots a fish. Toots a fish. Um, okay, so let's talk about the economy. It's pronounced economy. Real quick. Economy. 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 Um, I read an article. I'm going to read some information from the article. I did not read a book. Uh, from the article, every 1% hike in the unemployment rate will likely produce a 3.3%. Per- 3.3 increase in drug overdose deaths 
and a 0.99% increase in suicides, according to data provided by the National Bureau of Economic Research and the medical journal Lancet. These are facts based on experience, not models. If unemployment hits 32%, some 77,000 Americans are likely to die from suicide and drug overdoses as a result of the layoffs. So you see how it work? You're depressed already? Your job's the only thing you got going for you? They shut down the economy? You kill yourself. You understand the cause and effect there. You see how it works. Economics can cause people to die. Do you want people to die, Aaron? No. Alaren? Elena? Alaren. Alaren. Hey. Do you you want people to die? celebrity name. (laughs) I don't. Chucky Tater Sacks? I'm ambivalent. I don't care. You don't Unless care? it's that bitch, Carol. <laughs> if you're asking me, do you want people to die? It just depends who. Do I know them? Okay, so, so <laughs> call them in. Call them in. Call them in. Gotcha. Yeah. Scientists call these deaths of despair. Then, at the predictable death from alcohol abuse caused by unemployment, health economist Michael French from the University of Miami and the co author found a significant association between job loss and binge drinking and alcoholism. <laughs> the I impact from that. Yep. The impact of layoffs goes beyond suicide, drug overdosing, and drinking. Overall, the death rate for an unemployed person is 63% higher than for someone with a job, according to findings in Social Science and Medicine. Layoff-related deaths are likely to far outnumber the 60,400 coronavirus deaths whenever this was published. I'm, not, I'm sure that that number has changed. Predicted through August. So much 40. This is 60,400. Predicted. Predicted through August currently. So more people have died because of the economy than because of core bid 16.5. But they gave us $1,200. Trump did give us 12, 1200 Not me yet. I haven't got it yet. I didn't get me no either. money either. Well, I haven't filed for taxes or anything, so I'm not going to get it. Um, so that's just just kind of like, I'm going to put that out there. There's, there seem to be a lot of people that are very sympathetic about... Hey, send that to me. I'm very gonna... sympathetic about Corbid 16.5 deaths, which, are, which they're lying about, but not sympathetic about people who are dying because of the... Global government imposed economic shutdown that's literally killing people. That's also not talking about all the surgeries and shit that's been canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's been a lot of like like the hospitals are empty in a lot of places because they're scared. They're laying nurses off in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cut my sister's hours. Yeah, they're hurting a lot of people. Um, and and it's not about the money. Money causes people to die. So apparently. If you think that fucking people out of work and shutting them out of the economy and causing them to die is me focusing on money, that means that you want people to die. I'm just using your logic. Seems a fair parallel. (laughs) Yeah, so honestly, I'm sending this to Aaron, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Are you going to mention the study? Which study? Uh, The study that came out of... uh, one they studied one county. They they have these new tests that are testing for antibodies. Yes, yes that's on my list. Okay, good. It's on the it's in the documents. It's in the documents. 
Okay, so I sent that to Aaron. Conspiracy corner. So number two on my list of documentation <laughs> are the new tests. That was just, just exactly what you were talking about. I shared an article. I'm good at reading articles, y'all. I mean, I don't know if other people like to read articles, but I do. And so this article, let me find it here. How do you feel about this music that I'm playing as a bed? I, I think like, it's, I like I, this. I think what it's what hilarious. This? It's just I'd search conspiracy yeah. instrumentals and so it's just this is suspenseful. Good, this would be good sleeping music. That's a good Google search. Like, mm, okay, <laughs> give it a good. So yeah. there's an article. I'm gonna go ahead and try to load it so I can tell you that the goddamn doctor's names is if any of you are gonna fucking research it. Doctor such and such and another doctor such and such. They're both such and such. Med R X I V. I bet their mom's very proud. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of there's a list of fucking people involved with this study, and I did a little summary of it. The summary, the ba- basically the the tests show. So there is PCR testing, which is what they've been doing all over the world, and then there's, that's that's distinctly different from antibody testing, where they're actually checking to see if your body is releasing antibodies to show that you've been exposed to the virus, and your body's releasing specific antibodies to that virus. That is not the type of testing that they've been doing. But they have been doing it. In San- they did a study in Santa Clara County, California. Antibody tests found 50 to 84 times more cases than the confirmed by the PCR test. So what this means is that the, mort- the mortality rate of core bid 16.5 is a tiny fraction of what is being of what is being reported. So do you understand that? If the amount of deaths is the top number in the division, is the in the division number. So say you've got, you know, five deaths. The bottom number is the denominator, which is the people who actually have the disease. Right. The bigger the denominator, the lower the mortality rate. Right. So what this is showing is that if we can scale from Santa Clara County, California, to the rest of the country. This disease is 50 to 84 times less deadly. And I made a post about a month ago where I did a Nostradamus prediction where I said <laughs> everyone was saying 4%, 3%. Italy, it's a 10% mortality rate. Me. It's an 8% mortality rate. Right? They were screaming this shit through the megaphone and fucking cramming this fucking shit down our throats. And I said I think that the, I said that I think that the actual mortality rate, when it's if it's accurately measured for this particular virus, and I think I quoted it as 0.015 ish. So, one, 15 out of a thousand cases will die as a result of the virus. And I haven't done the math, but I think if you take the current number that they're quoting in the United States as the mortality rate, and you multiply the denominator. By fifty to eighty-four times, I'm wondering if it's going to come closer to the to my prediction. It'll probably be a little bit closer to yours than the. It uh, might even be less. It than probably my will be, I think. Based on that, mm. now, so that's just that. I'm leaving. You know, I'm leaving is that it where it anybody is. Anybody test what like they were doing on the Rogan show? Yeah, and he's getting um, everybody that comes to the studio. He's paying for them to have a, a doctor the, come in and test them before they the start. antibody test though. Well, yeah, and that's well, why I think those are more accurate because you got a guy it, paying it, a lot of money to get. Is Joe Rogan getting the antibody test, or is he doing like like everybody fucking else is doing? He's and doing doing PCR testing and saying that it's an antibody. They're getting test. the antibody test. If, I, I get the feeling that if somebody's paying for it and not going to a roadside clinic or whatever, 
you're probably going to get a better mm-hmm. test. What is it? Two hundred bucks a pop? Yeah, that's what he said. God damn. Okay. Interesting. And he's paying for his guests. I kind of stopped listening to Rogan because I felt like he wasn't saying anything. Uh, I felt like he had nothing to say uh, through this. Uh, with respect to this, he had a banger. I, th- I think about he, the Manson shit. I think he did a lot for his fans, like for like his comedy fans. Um, I, I agree. I think that he feels like his role is to be a yeah. comedian and to and to keep people happy instead of trying to be heavy. Yeah, I think like, that's do what, what I'm doing. He's doing the opposite of what I'm He's doing. He's been doing the greatest hits with his buddies. Yeah, last yeah and then like cheering people up and not focusing on what everybody else is focusing on. I get it. So that was the new tests. New tests show that the mortality rate is exponentially. We've been hearing a lot about exponential growth. It's exponentially less. Than what they, we've been told that it is. And that's what I fucking said a month ago. Okay. Number three. I'm going to review what PCR tests are since we're on the topic of testing. PCR tests are the tests that they've been using. It's the test that they came up with in Germany to start off with. It's the test that they're using in China. And it's basically the test that we've been using in, in the United States that the CDC has, came up with because they didn't want to use the other people's tests. And, you know, thousands of people died while they were doing that. So... PCR test takes a chunk of your DNA. They take a swab from the back of your throat. They look at the DNA. Whatever's in there, there might be contaminants in there. There might be stuff in there that wasn't even in your body. Because they amplify it like many, many times. They, like, they blow it up. And they look for exosomes that resemble the exosomes that people have who have Corbid 16.5. The problem is, is that the exosome does not positively identify Corbid 16.5, nor does it measure the load, which, like, for example, you might have Corbid 16.5 in your body but not be sick because it didn't. you didn't get an infection. There wasn't enough virus replicating in your body so that such that you were infected, your body might have just white blood cells wiped it out before it became before you became infected that happens all the time you might be able to pass it on to somebody else in that state but you didn't actually get infected you just had a little bit of that in you so these tests do not show that a person is infected nor because of viral load nor do they show that it's even a coronavirus you could have those you could have those exosomes in your body just because of radiation or just because of stress or just because of you know what I mean? Herpes. Some other virus. Yeah. Could, could cause these exosomes to be in your body. So the, what I'm saying is the tests are bogus. And this is one, one of the two most important points of my whole... The whole reason why I'm going on this shtick. This is number one of two important points. If you can grasp these two important points and, and use logic, you can understand why I'm, doing, why I'm doing this shit. Number one is the tests are bogus. They were created by the CDC to create a lot of false positives and create, you know, create big numbers because everybody's going to have these, everybody's going to have these exosomes in their system. Most people are going to have them. So you might test positive, die of something else, and then they're counting that as Corvid 16.5 death. So the, so to start off with, the tests are dishonest and the reporting is dishonest. That's an important thing. I think that's important. Number two is there's this, um, amazing book called the electric rainbow and there's a pdf kind of like like cliff notes version of it that's 17 pages long i'd be happy to share with anyone who's interested it's called the electric rainbow and it basically documents the history of um emf radiation on human health starting from the beginning of emf radiation starting from like the 1700s or something and it documents and shows that uh 
you know, for example, the the Spanish flu was taking place at the same time that AM radio was be, was com, was becoming a thing, and that was at the before AM radio, people were not exposed to that type or quantity of radiation. But when they started releasing it, people started getting sick, and it can you know EMF radiation can cause flu-like symptoms, cold-like symptoms. They can cause you to release exosomes that would in that would have in um, 1920 would have tested if you had tested you could have tested positive for Corvid 16.5 if they had had those tests back then because those exosomes were a thing back then just like they are now. It doesn't have anything to do with the virus. So each time they've done this, each time there's been an increase, like a grandiose increase in EMF radiation from one new technology or another, either a qualitatively different type of radiation or a quantitatively different radiation like the amount of radiation is going up you see a core you see a mortality rates go up during that time period because people are adjusting right and so we are at a point now where we've been exposed to tons of shit we're exposed to wi-fi we're exposed to bluetooth we're exposed to 4g 3g um, we're exposed to just the light bulbs in our house that's electricity these are microphones everything has electricity that we are kind of adapted to because we we were in our mother's womb absorbing this shit. We've been absorbing it our whole lives. And so we're kind of used to it. Like our bodies have learned to kind of like, you know, deal with it. Each time that, that a new type of electromagnetic ra- radiation or a new quantity of electromagnetic radiation is increased, some people don't adapt. Some people get sick and recover. Some people don't get sick at all because they're just more adapted. And some people get sick and die because of the radiation. That's a well-documented fact, the, uh, the electric rainbow, if you want to read it. Very, very interesting. I mean, it really has helped me to understand kind of like a lot of things that are wrong with some of my friends, um, some of my loved ones, and myself who have had problems that they haven't been able to explain um, <coughs> that are most likely related to radiation. So that's interesting. That's, those are the two most important things. If you look at those two important things, you can understand why um, I think that the, the health phenomenon that's going on right now with this virus has to do with um, the rollout of the fourth industrial revolution, which includes um, includes 5G, it includes Internet of Things, it includes AI, it includes just an increased gathering of data and an increased amount of radiation being broadcast to uh, collect this data. So I'm going to show you all a picture. Of um, the satellites on planet Earth right now. So what it looks like? Looks like Wally. There were there were like several thousand um, a few years ago. Now they're in the tens of thousands. So we've gone. We have at least five times more um, satellites than we did, and most of those are from from companies like SpaceX, from that psychopath Elon Musk. Um, Companies like. HughesNet, companies like um, Tesla, Prime Star, yes, who are all have who are all doing different kinds of things, but it's all related to this new revelation. And so I made this meme, which compares <laughs> the image of the Earth with all the satellites on it <laughs> to the image that we're being told what Corbid sixteen point five is. <laughs> and I'm not saying that correlation proves causation, but I do think that's a little bit weird. So, them's the satellites.
Hmm. Okay, so there's this video I want to share. Maybe we can listen to like a little snippet of it, and it won't bore you guys too much. Dr. Shiva, the last name starts with the letter A, and it's Indian, and it's weird. But this guy... Um, the cord is just too fucking long. ...is saying some things. <laughs> this guy is like... He's, he's as sciencey as science gets in this particular field, and what he's saying is pretty much the exact opposite of the mainstream narrative. And I think it's interesting to listen to both sides because I'm, I am. Let's see. If it's will play. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. We'll go 20 some minutes in and see what he says. Chase uh, chain reaction experiments, which are, which they're looking for a little piece of a nucleotide. It's like they call them virus hunters. They call them bacterial hunters. They're like trying to find something to pin pin the crime on somebody. And this has been the history of the scientific, biological, medical establishment for far too long. They've been trying to always pin some disease, including cancer, on retroviruses. Every disease is a virus. AIDS is a virus. Why? Because when you pin it on a virus, you create enough fear. You know, you ever heard of how IBM used to sell? Do you know the IBM selling model, Jim? No. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. FUD. So when IBM went to a customer, they'd say, well, look, we're big blue. Are you going to buy from that small guy over there? What about when your computer fails? We're going to be here for you. Is he ever going to be in business? Uncertainty. Can you trust him? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's a selling methodology. Pharma uses FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. In fact, it's taught in business school. All right? So what you're seeing here, and this is not something that's even conspiracy. This is, and if you're, you're frankly stupid if you don't understand this. It, fear, uncertainty, and doubt is a selling methodology. And pharma is a masters of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Masters of it. Watch every commercial prime time. They follow that formula. And finally, they reach to a beautiful utopia where you've taken this drug and it's healed you. So that is a foundational model of this. So when you look at this virus, you tell me what is fundamentally different about this virus and H1N1 in terms of the catastrophic numbers. And the answer is, this is actually uh, not as worse, okay? And then, so then, the other thing is, well, this could be a bioweapon, right? This could be a bioweapon. Well, okay. So what are we supposed to do, get even more scared now? You see, that's almost to add gravitas to a virus when let mm. me tell you that the fundamental issues we have billion, we've been around, our immune system has been around for billions of years billions just think about that and that immune system the evolution it's gone through has been to create a, what's called a resilient system if you again study engineering systems which biologists don't you'll find one of the core features of systems is resilience you build a bridge a bad bridge will fall apart if a wind comes a good bridge can take a wave, right? It can handle it. Skyscrapers, they don't build them stiff anymore. They build them to take a little, that's called resilience. They can take a hit and get stronger. So our bodies are built to have resilience. Now the people who weaken their bodies, and we can go through the reasons, they have non-resilient systems and they'll crack. And by the way, all these people that are dying, well, frankly, many of them are going to die anyway, the way they were living. So let's talk about that. But we don't want to talk about that. We want to assume as though, wow, this virus is killing everyone. No, it isn't. It's killing the people that are elderly as they age. Their immune system is weakened. It's killing those who were smokers. It's killing those people who had very compromised immune systems. And on top of it, idiots like Fauci 
the model of social distancing all day long creates social isolation. We just uh, have a wonderful family friend, okay? My friend calls me, he goes, Shiva, my wife has relapsed after 40 years. 40 years she's relapsed into serious depression. 40 years ago she was on Prozac. He goes, I gotta put my wife back on it. I go, what's going on? He goes, she can't go out and swim anymore. She's such an extrovert. She can't play mahjong with her friends. Social isolation, the detriment of social isolation destroys the immune system. It creates viral infection. So let's step back, including all of you guys that wanna talk, let's have a real conversation. And let's elevate this conversation beyond the fraudulent fake science conversation that the mainstream media wants to have. Let's talk about the immune system. Let's talk about real science. Let's start educating people no. about science because for far too long. No. Do you know in China, you know who are, who's on billboards in China? Okay, you get the gist of it. That's that's a 45-minute video we just listened to, like four minutes of it. It's all, is, it's all that juicy. Every that, bit of it is that juicy. That, it's on my timeline if you want to watch it. That is one thing people do get upset about is when you tell people to stop being pieces of shit and get your immune system up. Yeah. Yeah, or like, I mean, the simple fact that the second um, the second biggest factor other than age that are, there's compounding deaths that is making more people dead is obesity. Yeah. And how many people are like fucking slamming little Debbie cakes right now? I mean, we've all fallen off the way. Yeah. You know, we're all guilty of it. And it's like, that's the worst thing you could do right now. It's like, like building up your immune system is the most important thing, but that's not being broadcast through a megaphone. That's not being advocated by Dr. Fakey or Fauci or whatever his name is. Um, none of that is is part of the narrative. And that's like the most obvious like personal responsibility thing that any of us could do to uh, make the situation better. So, um, I'm done. <laughs> See, these were favorite things? Unless anybody has any... <laughs> Unless anybody has any questions, yes. This is fucking fascinating. It how, is fascinating. How could I'll, I'll, all these, I'll give you that. How could all these stupid motherfuckers be trapped at home on forced government lockdown with internet access and and post on subtle social media that they're bored? When, when all this shit is going on, there's so much information to be absorbed. It's such a fascinating time to be alive. There's all this like really fascinating stuff that... Like the world is changing so fast, and there's so much to learn. You know How, the answer to that question already. No, I, I mean, don't. I, mean, I genuinely well, don't. How could you be bored when there's all this fucking crazy shit going on that you can read about and watch videos about all day long? We, we, you, you know, most people are like that, where that where they have all these opportunities. I mean, books. If if it wasn't the internet, it would be books, and then they would say, "I'm bored. Read a book. I don't want to read a book." Well, then you just are satisfied to be bored. Then you know, if that's you're bored, I, then you're boring. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah. saying, but I'm saying you, your your incredulity, the fact that you can't believe these people are doing it. Why couldn't you believe that? This is the way most people are. You know, I they just think they so would rather be bored and complain I than think, do something. I yeah. think that I think that the the problem is is that this stuff is really heavy. It's really it rich. Is. It's, it's like it's like trying to eat food that's too rich mm-hmm. and you're just like I can't fucking eat anything. Yeah. I think that's what's part of it too. For me it's like I love the rich food. It's like oh I thrive on this. It's like give me some more of this See, give me some more of this really heavy topic. Other people don't like it. No, I'm like mentally checked out. Like I can't I, it's just so much right now. Like, but like would, almost like as a defense mechanism you're like I I can't yeah, that's process all this. I've done with the elections. Yeah. I mean, it's just like mm, it's enough. I, but I just I also think part of it too is there's just so much like 
dishonest information out there right now and there's so much like false you can actually google um uh cures for COVID 19 and uh silver and uh garlic i think came up organically in google so it's just like google didn't censor that they censor everything else well i mean but that's the thing too that the the cures for for COVID 19 i mean they were hawking, you know. You had Jim Baker hawking silver. Yeah, that's dumb. It's, I mean, it's hilarious. It's fucking stupid. And it's you know whether it's real or not or whatever. There there is a virus going around. And yes, people should take more responsibility for their health. That doesn't mean we should have a fucking hucksters like Jim Baker. The rest well, of those well, fuckers. What about the hulkster? <laughs> I mean, to me the to me the hucksters. Always, we always need the hulk. To me the hucksters. Is, uh, Doctor Fauci, which is well, the I mean, person that everyone says they trust, who. Who created the myth that HIV causes AIDS And people are praising him As if he was some kind of fucking freedom fighter For the AIDS movement When he actually like, caused a lot of people to you know, Cause a lot of pain and suffering Because of his fraudulent science But, but that one thing has nothing to do with the other I mean, yes, if you believe You know, if you don't believe Dr. Fauci And all that stuff You know, I don't know I mean, but uh, but I'm saying the, the the thing with Jim Baker and all that stuff that doesn't make what they're saying right or good. I don't. I mean, I'm not familiar with um, Jim Baker. Jim Baker's a televangelist piece of shit. He oh. sells people. He sells people fucking end of the world shit. And and he's one of those. He does that. If, if there's a group that you that I hate as much as you hate uh, scientists like Dr. Fauci, televangelists. Yeah. I fucking despise him. I, I wouldn't call Doctor. I wouldn't call Dr. Fauci a scientist, but well, I mean, whatever on. he is. But I mean, you don't like people of that ilk. I don't like people. I don't like I, I I I genuinely wish harm on people like Jim Baker and uh, Robert Tilton and the rest of those scumbags. I fucking despise. What's them. the one that that uh, uh, blew the virus away? Oh, the COVID nineteen guy, Benny Hinn. No, it's not Benny Hinn. Uh, shit, he's the one that like another uh, televangelist guy. Yeah. yeah, damn it, COVID nineteen. You and your evil ways. Oh, that's Kenneth Copeland. <sighs> Yeah, is that Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland? Copeland? I blow you. Yeah, is that the, that's the one who uh, and it had some great well, edits. You understand well, that that the things that I'm advocating, like um, like um, vitamin C, uh, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin A, and chloroquine, are are proven. Sure. Like like I'm good, not. Yeah, I'm not. They're, they're I'm, good remedies. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Even though, I mean. and there's there's it seems what 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 is kind of funny is that there's like all these people who um because Trump suggested that maybe we try it. Yeah. And because Tom Hanks said that he didn't like the way he felt when he was taking it, or whatever his wife or whatever, and they say, "Oh, well, it it could." They're they're using they're, they're using the argument that it could interact badly with certain antidepressants as a reason why we shouldn't use chloroquine, which is an effective treatment that's proven to treat malaria. And it's it's already been tested to as a as a therapy for Corbid sixteen point five. Because it might interact badly with other drugs. Or if you overdose on it, it could be bad. Isn't that true of every single fucking drug on the market? Well, yeah, of course. So, I mean, that's that's like some of the logic that they're using. Like the like the, the narrative right now, it's, it's just absolutely absurd. And I made a funny um, analogy between, like I, I showed a study of, of parachutes. Where it was like basically trying to put parachutes through the same rigorous studies that they're putting chloroquine through. And uh, it's just hilarious, you know, to think, oh, you know, President Bad Orange Man said that the parachutes should are worth a try, so therefore it must be bad. Tom Hanks said that the parachute rubbed his shoulder the wrong way, 
And then the logical conclusion from those two premises is chloroquine is dangerous. Well, but, but, I, but instead of chloroquine, I use the word parachute. Well, I will grant you that here, here this, this puts, this is where the, 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 the odd situation I'm always put in with such things. I believe that Donald Trump deserves every bit of, of hatred that comes his way. I, I believe he deserves it. I believe he is an, a nasty, evil, disgusting fucking person. I believe he's shown that a thousandfold. But I do think that people have such a gut reaction to him because of that reason that they're not willing to hear things he says sometimes. That's not good either. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, and I'm really, you know, getting out, trying to get it out of myself. I separate my hatred of the man for something that he says that might have validity, you know. But, I mean, the, the, the thing is, about him is, though, is that, that has, I think that has to be somewhat understood is that he's so fucking garbage. That, that people don't want to hear anything he said because he's such a guy. It's like the boy who cried wolf. How many fucking times can you cry wolf before nobody's going to look? He's a lying sack of shit. He always is. I mean, that's, you know, th- so. that's the way I feel about CNN. Fair enough. I mean, they've, they've been lying to people for so long that now they're not taking this virus seriously because they've lied to us. They've cried wolf for two decades now, at least. I mean, beyond that. So it's like there, there's serious credibility issues with Donald Trump. There's serious credibility credibility issues with um, CNN and the media and all that. And there's serious credibi- credibility issues with the medical establishment, Big Pharma, all these companies. Oh, yeah, obviously. They don't want to use chloroquine because they don't make any money off that. They've got to come up with a new thing. Uh, fucking, what was it? I forget the name of the company now that they're pushing. Oh, you know, it's the next big thing. They've come up with a treatment for it. Um, Advil or something was one of the main one of the big has come up with a therapy for it. It's like, but we've had one, and people are fucking. According to you, people are dying from this disease, and this is an effective treatment for it. And you don't want to use it because it it might interact badly with Prozac. Yeah, I mean, I, it it all seems suspect, and you know that's insane. Yeah, it is insane. But I but I'm saying I that the, you know you? We, we're in a remarkable situation right now where the media is full of shit, the president's full of shit. You know, the whole fucking thing. Nobody trusts anybody. Exactly, and nor should they. So, like like Stone Cold Steve Austin, DTA. <laughs> Don't trust anybody. <laughs> I like, oh, I, hell yeah. I like how we can always break things down to the wrestling you analogies. Can. Yes, you can. You really can. So, yeah. like the United States military going against any other country is a Road Warrior squash match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for Afghanistan, apparently. <laughs> That's been like the the 60-minute draw. Yeah, it's, more like, it's, it's like the Road Warriors versus the Powers of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough match. It's it one is. of the reasons why I, love, why I love Rambo 3 so much. Because if you watch Rambo 3 in the context of current, um, the current global dynamic, uh, the people of Afghanistan, who are now, of course, the Taliban, who are the evil guys, were the good guys. The guys that um, Rambo sided with, and he was helping fight them. Fight, helping, he fought the Soviets. Helping them against the Russians. So the Russians were the bad guys, and the Taliban were all like the good guys. And it's like, we got to protect the children. And, and that was the whole story. I and mean, if, well, you, and if, you, if you watch that movie now, with the current narrative... And the and it's flip flopped now, you know what I mean. Now He's they're terrorists. Now they're the bad guy. The terrorists are the bad. Are you know the people that were the heroes in Rambo Three are now the terrorists. It's hilarious. Apparently that new Rambo movie is awesome. I've heard it like shit. in an awesome like in a awesomely bad it. type of way. Oh, really? I think it's on Prime. Right I'd like now. to see it. It is that. on Prime actually. Do you have something over there, Aaron? I was just gonna play the original video of uh, 
this Kenneth Copeland guy blowing the virus away. And then I, mean, I was going to play a remix after that. Yeah, go ahead and do that. But the uh, the independent isn't loading. Point. There we go. COVID-19! COVID-19! These are people in the... Like, in his... Watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. It's empty. Okay. Did I do that? No! The wind of God! The wind of God! You are destroyed forever. You are destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you'll never be back. Thank you, our God. Thank you, our God. Let it happen. Look at God. Cause it to happen. They're not practicing social distancing. Well, here's what's funny is that if you want to watch something, one segment of anything that I watch over and over is John Oliver on Last Week Tonight going after televangelists. It is beautiful. Like he fucking... Just tears them all apart. They and like the one I hate more. I think more than than any other is Paula White. It's it's Donald. It's Trump's fucking spiritual advisor. You talk about a just rank piece of garbage and fuck. You know, is she single? <laughs> I I, th- I think you got a little bit too much book learning for Made the Lord. <laughs> but they're just they're just awful. They're evil people. Like. One thing I cannot, I just despise is just sheer bloody minded hypocrisy where they just are staring right in your face and picking your goddamn pocket from anybody, you know, so capitalizing on people's fears. They're delusional, though. No, I think a lot of them are just, I think, I think some of them are delusional, but let's put it this way. If they're that smart of a businessman to be able to to manipulate these people and take their money and build an empire off of them, they're not that fucking, you know, they're not that delusional. They actually, they absolutely know what they're doing. It's like the fucking, it's like the fucking, um, the righteous gemstones. They're garbage. They're garbage human beings. Even baby Billy. He wants to suck an old man's dick. <laughs> Baby Billy's a national treasure. <laughs> that was, he was great, man. Walton Goggins is fucking. COVID 19! COVID 19! COVID 19! COVID 19! COVID 19! COVID 16.5! I'm gone! Uh. <laughs> this is so perfect. This is. It's actually kind of a good song. Look at that fucking mosh pit. I used to love those. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I wonder how long it's going to be till you can mosh again. I love that. Him blowing. It's going to be a while. COVID-19. You fall on your face. How long? So you think that it's going to be a long time before we're able to... I mean, I hate to use the word "go back to normal," but I don't where, think it where the fear subsides enough that we can like go to concerts and do all the things right. we, we did two months ago. That's what I'm fascinated. I mean, I guess the marketing side, just like consumer behavior right now, it's so fascinating. And I'm, what can you tell us about it? Well, I mean, it's just it's going to be really interesting to see when things do start going back to normal, how long it takes for certain industries to come back and how things will be rearranged. Yeah. It's it's definitely not going to be the same and there's still going to be fear and it's going to take a while for people to, to feel safe enough to just go to a concert, you know, like that sounds so simple. Face mask people are going to clean up. They're going to clean up. Right. 
going to like the movies. I'm just going to start wearing that. a luchador mask. You do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> a different luchador mask. Yeah. Okay. Multiple luchador masks. A uh, luchador mask with the COVID-19 yeah. emblazoned on the top of it. I'll lose a match at work and they'll unmask me, but there'll be another <laughs> mask underneath it. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call me multiple mask Marty. So. They are seeing like search, number three. Um, search behavior starting to go back to semi-normal. Like mid-March was definitely like the lowest point, but... We're starting to see tre- things trend back. Trends was. going back towards like positive consumeristic behavior and yeah. people spending, looking for the things, you know, not not being so fearful that they won't buy things like they normally here's, would. Here's the Definitely. thing. Before they, we did the whole shutdown of everything, like before uh, we were put in under uh, what the stay-at-home order or whatever, people were already just like chilling and staying home most of the Mostly. Yeah, bef- people were already self-isolating we voluntarily. Were. Yeah. <laughs> and then the people that were disobeying then are still disobeying. Right. Right. I, I got to be honest, I'm disobeying. I mean, I go... I mean, we are right now. We we're disobeying right now. I'm saying that just otherwise, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I g- still go to the gym. I shouldn't go. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do I still do pretty much all the things that I did before. Yeah. I just try to stay away from people. I do now. really want to go. Yeah, with that's Parker that's not even I don't get around my folks. Not even because I'm afraid. We could still just because Parker. Like that's well, the thing. Like I'm not judging anybody for anything that they do right now, as far as like the ethics of social distancing and all that goes. But what I do find hilarious is the number of people who are like actively preaching about wash your hands, you know, all these imperatives. So stay six feet away, stay home, all this stuff. I bet that those. I guarantee that those people are probably doing a, a less good job at what they're preaching about than the people who are, you know, who are who are like me. Like, like, like as a prime example, it's like I'm, I've been doing the social distancing thing for about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, me too, and, really. And, I, and if you were to accumulate how few diseases I've spread, number one, because of my introverted nature, and number two, because I take excellent care of my immune system, so it stops, the buck kind of stops here a lot of the time. If my immune system kills it, it doesn't get passed on. Um, yet at the same time, I'm acknowledging that, um, I, I, I allow for an adult individual to ascertain for themselves how much risk they should take on. I don't want to expose myself to germs and then go visit my 66 year old mom. I don't want to expose myself to germs and expose myself to my girlfriend who, who, you know, may be more virally, um, sensitive than others, um. And that's a choice that I've made personally without anybody putting a gun to my head. And we, we, most of us would have made that choice anyway. I don't right. think we needed the government to force anybody to do it. And then there's, there's the element of this thing called you know, herd immunity, which if you understand what the term means historically and not what the term means with respect to vaccine companies, but herd immunity means like when we were kids and we got chicken pox. Yep, and people bring you to the house to get chicken pox. Because, yeah. so, and I'm pretty sure that this virus works the same way. Every time it jumps, it weakens. So it loses its potency. And, and a virus's goal is not, if this is actually a virus, um, the, a virus's goal is not to kill its um, host. If you live. Ki- if you kill your host, then you're, you're dead too. The virus's host is to find the balance where we can jump and, and you know, par- be parasites off of this person without killing them. In other words, it's not, viruses are not, they don't want to kill people it's going to render itself and each harmless. and each time it jumps like if you just let the kids go to school and pass it around each and it's not a danger to them anyway each time it jumps it's losing a little bit of potency so when it does 
because it's not going anywhere. When it does go to Grandma and Grandpa, Paul, it will be uh, Corvid 16.52 point. You know, it will be a version that has already been kind of humanized, let's put it that way. And this is the way herd immunity works. With most viruses, and I'm not assuming that this new Corvid 6, Corbid 16.5 will behave in that way, but I have read things that suggest that it does. Well, here's the thing about this, the whole thing, too. I'm not so worried about it because I, I really ascribe... You already had it. I don't really think I did. No, you said you already had it before. I, I, I asked my doctor, and he said I don't, he, he didn't believe that I did. So, And he's more in the know than I am. So, Are you sure? He's a smart guy. I mean, he's, he's in the field. Do you know that he gets um, twelve? I think $16,000 for every um, positive case that he reports, and he gets $39,000 for each death that he reports? I have no idea what that – no. I mean, this is – I'm just saying there's a, there, a, there's a monetary incentive to for doctors and people in the medical field to report high posit, positive cases and to report high mortality rates from this disease because the federal government is paying them based on those numbers. Fair enough, but he did the opposite. He basically told me that I didn't have it. And you see what I'm saying? He could have logged that as a case, you know, if yeah, I, to, if I yeah. told him. My, I mean, I don't know anything about your doctor. He's a, he's, he went to my high school. He's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, and he's like almost a family friend. In, has in, he got a big dick? Probably, but I'm <laughs> I mean, we can smell our own. If, I'm just if it's who I think he is, if it's who I think he is, I think he probably does. If it's who I think it is, he's got probably that, he's got that big dick doctor energy. He's a really he's just a cool guy, and he like BDDE. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying um, that's the first one. I think it's just easier to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying that the. Um, but then on the other side, right, I, I believe that taking care of your immune system and stuff, you'll be fine. But then on the other side, um, you know, we're almost on this in the same lane, but we're going to different destinations is, is the morons in Michigan who were out in the streets and blocking hospital entrances and all that shit. And they're just doing it because it's their their freedom as opposed I'm not, to I'm not familiar know, with this story. Oh, shit. They they were they blocked in the highway, mass. like a couple hundred cars parked on a highway. To protest, to protest Gretchen, uh, what's her Whitmer, you know, with her and their 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 end goal is opening the economy back up or what? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, closing down a road to open up the economy is not a very good. They didn't like it when black plan. lives. Ma- they didn't like it when Black Lives Matter. We're talking they about it. Exactly. How do you know those aren't the same oh, people? <laughs> they're connecting those. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, that's a stretch. You remember the Black Lives Matter protest? They would uh, block highways and stuff. These people are just taking their cars and stopping in the middle of the highway. And, and it's, I guarantee it's the same group of people who hated that that did this. Yeah, because they're all racist. They were way, you know, well, they're they're all they're all they're all at least got that racial bent. Well, they all had rebel flags and yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's nothing a bunch of garbage. But I'm saying, well, I don't have anything to do with any of that stuff, and I'm in favor of protesting the government shutdown. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying yeah. though, you are against it because you believe that it's overblown. They are against it because they say, well, people are going to die anyway, and they believe it's every bit as deadly as people are reporting. You see what I'm saying? They're willing to sacrifice people. You know, they think it's as deadly as it's being reported, and they're still willing to sacrifice people. You don't think it's as deadly, and you think that that you know. See what I'm getting at? Um, like you're in the I, same lane, actually, but they're just. It dumb actually doesn't fucks. matter to me how deadly it is. I believe in. I believe that individual rights exist, even if people start getting sick. Fair enough. I mean, that's my. 
I, I think that government that authoritarian is wrong, even if you're scared. Okay. So that that's that's the difference between me and you know. It, yeah, I'm talking about the risk. I'm saying that the risk is very minimal if you're 44 years or younger and not you don't have comorbidities like obesity or autoimmune disorder or whatever. I am saying that stuff because it's important information looked at. I'm also saying that um, my position is the same, even if it were even if it were dangerous to other people. That it's up for the it's up to the individual to assess what kind of risk he or she will take on given the information that's available to us. And I'm also saying that the information that they're giving to us is false because they're psychopaths. Okay. So it's, it's you know, it's complicated. If they were blocking highways, like ambulances couldn't get through or anything. So I don't think that's good. Well, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that tact. Because <laughs> yeah, you're uh, limiting somebody else's freedom. Right. You're hurting other, if, you know, you're hurting people. But uh, I did see people, and I talked about it last week, protesting like at um, Columbus State House, yeah, and people like that, and like what they were, the message that they were saying, and the way that they were doing it, it was like it resonated with me. I was like, yeah, it's it's not up to it's not up to the state to determine how much risk a person should take on with respect to a virus. It's that's not just in principle. That's not you don't get to change um, human rights based on you know how scared you are about about getting sick like that's just a, that's that's insane but that's a philosophical thing some people believe you know a utilitarian might believe that it's okay to break the to to break the principle if it produce it, on the argument that it produces a, a better net good and then you have principle based you know kantian people who think that it's it's never okay to break the principle and then in another category you have a group of philosophical thinkers who think that um, the principle is the most utilitarian thing. So, but, but you know what I mean? The, by allowing pe- individuals right. to, it's a, it's a laissez-faire argument. It's by allowing individuals to interact freely and communicate freely and share information freely, we'll be able to make these complex choices as a collective, but as individuals, because, you know, it's in our best interest to right. not, for everybody to not die of this disease. Sure. Like, like I've, like, I don't believe that, like I've, I've self-isolated better than most. And I, you know, I, I do believe that the disease is a threat. I don't want to spread it to my mom or my girlfriend, but at the same time, I think the government mandated shutdowns are, um, indiscriminatory, uh, discriminatory and absurd. You're applying, you're applying the same rules to somebody to a ninety person, ninety year old person in New York City who's at highly at risk and in a dangerous viral environment to somebody to a fifteen year old in West Virginia, you know, who's just, you know, trying to like go to school and live their life and and, and progress, and that person's not at risk. And if they are, and if they understand the information, if the information is correct, they're not going to go cough on grandma and grandpa because that's not, you know, what I mean. You, it's like that's happening, even though they're doing the government shutdown shit. That shit is happening. That shows you that the that the that the rule the laws are not enforceable, and an unenforceable law is not worth, you know, it's not worth trying to enforce. Mm. It's up to an individual, you know. It's up to me to decide um, what risk I will take on and whether I want to go cough on people. And if you're scared, if you're immunocompromised, if you're old, you should quarantine yourself. 
I think this virus is dangerous to a very tiny subset of people. It's not dangerous to anybody sitting at this fucking table. But yet we're we're getting fucked. You I'm should, not getting uh, fucked. Everything's still doing. Yeah. No, the hell you aren't. The hell you aren't. There's this thing. There's this thing called quantitative easing. There's this thing called uh, everything that um, you know. Everything that makes your life better is going to be taxed because of this. The, the the inflation. You know, it does affect you just because you you know just because you're still working and your you know your lifestyle hasn't changed because you're essential. To say that 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 the damage is not being done to you is, you know, incorrect. You're definitely being damaged from this. I don't know that I make enough money to where it's going to matter to me. I'm just above being absolutely dirt poor anyway. Yes, and the people that <laughs> the people who are just above being dirt poor anyways, or who are dirt poor, are hurt the most by quantitative easing by the government printing six trillion fucking dollars more money. You think that shit hurts me? No, I can move shit around. It's going to hurt you because now a dollar is worth 75 cents. You see how it work? Now now it's hurting the little people the most. That's how it always works. I'll either live or I'll die. You know, <laughs> that's how it always works. It always hurts the little people the most. Everything does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's no. Things that don't hurt them don't. Like like <laughs> opening up the economy helps the little people. The people who are who can't cut hair, the people who can't run their mini golf course, the people who have like are like small business under they're being crushed right now. Like small businesses are being crushed. Just because you don't own and run a small business or just because you're not put out of work doesn't mean that it doesn't affect you personally because it does. There's a ripple effect here. This is just getting started. This is gonna take years to recover from. It's gonna affect everybody. Just like, just like you know, two thousand eight crisis, you know, didn't affect me because I'm a hipster working in a coffee shop and I'm still working and I'm still making money and making music and doing all the things I don't know. It fucking hurt me. It fucking hurt me bad. But it's called an externality. It's it's hurting me in ways that I'm not measuring. You see, because because collectivism, because we're because I do believe we're connected. That's what economics is. It's it's, it's the direct, the acknowledgement that. All of our transactions and all of our voluntary behavior is connected in an ecosystem. And when the ecosystem gets damaged, it affects all of us negatively. Can't argue with that. So that's that's you know what I mean? I, I'm a little bit I'm I'm a little bit frustrated with people who think that, you know, who are saying that economics doesn't matter or that people that talk about economics are just focused on money. I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about people's lives. I'm talking about people killing themselves. I'm talking about people overdosing. I'm talking about people becoming alcoholics. I'm talking about people who poured their whole savings into starting a small business that would have flourished, now will not open because the blessed goddamn government decided to shut everything down in a rural area where this virus wasn't even a threat to them. I think that that's deeply immoral. And to and to like high side and act like you're you're you you have some like higher morality because you're compassionate about people dying of the disease, but you're, you have zero compassion for the people dying and, and whose lives are being destroyed because of economics. I just think that's insane. Well, I will say that, uh, you know, if you're aware of such things, and, and that's still your point, yes, but if you're just oblivious to it, well, it doesn't matter who's aware and who's not. The shit's no, I'm, happening. I'm, I'm saying, though, that, that, the, that the intention 
is is different. Like if you don't if you if you don't see how it affects someone, you know what I mean. That I don't give a that, flying that, fuck that, about it. Wait a second. I'm just saying that if you don't see how it affects someone, you're not doing it out of malice. You're doing because what you think is right. Now I, that doesn't make it right, but it doesn't make you an evil person. That's what I'm saying. That's that that doesn't. I, I'm not making a moral judgment about what about an individual and whether or not they're evil. I'm talking about results. I'm talking about cause and effect. The science says, and I've been arguing that it says this for a fucking month now, that the shuts down, that the shutdowns are doing more damage to humanity, killing more people, and doing more harm to health than Corbid sixteen point five is objectively. And I and I'm making that argument until someone refutes it. And if someone refutes it, I'll listen. I'm, I'm I like it when people argue with me who make good points. It just doesn't happen very often. I ran across this today, or a couple days ago. It's <laughs> uh. my favorite band. No. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> Who is that? It's a puddle of mud. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a professional musician. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've, I've played and sang this song before, and I didn't model my entire life after being Kurt Cobain 2.0, and I do it way better. <laughs> yeah. That band has always sucked. Yeah, but... The, the, the whole shtick was this guy wanted to look and sound like Kurt Cobain, and it's not working. Well, he should follow it through. <laughs> oh. Here's the thing. He's singing from he's his lungs. Old. Huh? Oh. So he's too old. She I said, see what Elena did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying he should have killed himself. Yeah. He clearly has no friends. Somebody should have been like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> his bandmates kind of look concerned. They should. I would mm-hmm. the bass player. If you catch a, a glimpse of him every once in a while, of him being like, Ugh. yeah, it's a fun song to play, though. I mean, it used to be, I guess. <laughs> Why not just do "She Fucking Hates Me"? You know, yeah, just yeah, do, do your hits. Do your hit. <laughs> People like their song. Easy friend. It's not hard, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. You know what it is. He's singing from his lungs and not from his diaphragm. Not coming from the gut. Yep. Am I right, John? He's putting it into his nose, too. Yeah. <laughs> how is he not making fun of... This is like... How many views does this have? Oh, it's got... 831,000. How many likes? 2.1 thousand. Dislikes, 14,000. Yes! (laughs) There is justice. It got ratioed like a motherfucker. uh, Let's look at the comments. Kurt is rolling over in his grave right now. The entire world sucks. 2020 sucks. 
It can't possibly get any worse. Puddle of mud. Hold my meth. <laughs> this has to be a joke. There's no way anyone would think this sounds good. Yeah. It's crazy how hard his bandmates are trying not to laugh. It's like if 2020 was a music video. I like the part where there's no singing. <laughs> sometimes, you know, I look down on people that comment on YouTube videos and news articles and stuff, but sometimes they really get it. Yeah. <laughs> Got a good zinger in there. Like if you go to... um. For some reason, that reminds me. If you go to Bill Gates's Twitter and look at the people commenting, it's almost everybody is like, "You're a piece of shit. You're destroying humanity." It's amazing, like how many people are just thrashing him right now. Here's uh, two good ones in a row. Kind of sounds like Kurt Cobain if he was being sodomized with a cactus. <laughs> That's good. And he succeeds at avoiding most of the right notes. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that was That's uh, great. This is my, one of my main favorite things this week. Aaron actually brought that into my life, and it, yeah. it's made the rounds. Um, then I, I'm about a quarter of the way through the last season of Sopranos. And you know, I thought I watched all the Sopranos before, but I did not. I think I only watched oh, some, exciting. some of the first season and some of the th- the season with Ralphie. So how many seasons? Fourth, how many seasons are six. there? Six. Okay, there's it's essentially seven because there's ten episodes in the first half of season uh, six. It's six A and six B. So there's essentially so like seven. a double season. Yeah. So I think there's like maybe twenty four episodes in the last one, and it is really fucking good. Yeah, it's a great show. It is fucking. It's so fucking funny. I'm just. I'm afraid to, to start it because I'm, I'm always just afraid to start such big endeavors. I mean, I, I watched, it goes fast. It does go fast once you get into it. I watched. Uh, I think I started this two months ago, and I'm almost done with it. Just maybe ten episodes a week, something like that. I fucking love it, and it's funny. It all the drama. It's got all the drama that you want, but. Um, like I'm just to the part now after Tony got out of the hospital after Uncle Junior shot him. Yeah. And he has this dream world where he's because he's in a coma for yeah a Kevin long time. Fetterman yeah yeah it's Kevin something Finnerty 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 yeah. he's yeah. Kevin Finnerty he's just a regular white guy he's like he's just you know, a regular guy and he yeah. somehow gets it but that's not him he's he's Tony Soprano but he he switches briefcases with somebody and everybody thinks he's Kevin Finnerty and people are coming after him mm-hmm. but um fucking AJ's a piece of shit he sells his drums that his dad bought him it was uh, his son yeah yeah yeah. Poor, like his hair in the last season, like he has like long hair. Yeah, he's he's garbage. I mean, he's uh, he's one. He's, he's one, a good kid, but he's one of the spots of the show I didn't like. I don't really like Meadow either. To be quite honest, I like Meadow. She's, I don't know. And Vito, you remember Vito, the gay guy? Yeah, like he was g- getting leather and go to the fucking gay clubs. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a. Uh, He's a mobster and like he was a real big fat guy. And in and, and the Italian world, apparently big fat guys are tough. Yeah. <laughs> then he, he comes back in the sixth season and he's like, he's lost a bunch of weight, but he's still 400 pounds. Yeah. And, and he, apparently in the, in the mob culture, gay is the worst. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, they're super homophobic. Yeah. That like Tony's like kind of sympathetic with him and everybody else is like mad about it. And Tony's like, yeah, one, you do what you do. I don't know. That's <laughs> one of the things that. They would humanize Tony sometimes, and then they would. I mean, he's a racist. That's obvious. Um, he's uh, he's a ma- uh, not a masochist. He's a misogynist. He's you know treats he's his a wife philanderer. Like, oh god, he treats his wife like shit. Um, he's just now getting to uh, like he he stopped before he fucked Juliana Margulies. Yeah, because he felt bad because he loves his wife now. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's a little day late and a dollar short. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 
he fucked the Russian the lady with one leg. Yeah. I mean, I, that's pretty much you're all. I, I say get you, into that. Show. You're, you're all great. you're all in at that point. Yeah, <laughs> if you've done that. Dude. Yeah, if you're if you're on the fence about watching it, I say you get into it. I think you'll it's like on it. HBO, though, right? Well, now it's on Hulu. Oh, they have the whole thing on Hulu. They have mm-hmm. a lot of great HBO shows on Hulu. See, like, another thing, another element of this too is that um, I have satellite internet. It's garbage, and like a lot of times, like Disney Plus doesn't play well on it. Hulu doesn't play well on it. Um, Netflix and YouTube generally do If I'm lucky For some reason they just work better um, So this whole 5G thing really could benefit my entertainment <laughs> <laughs> You destroy your humanity It's a double-edged sword So maybe I should shut my mouth <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other shit that I've enjoyed this week um, I uh, watched the new uh, Chris D'Elia comedy special. Oh, did pretty, you like it? Yeah, it's funny. I haven't yeah, watched it. He's a funny fucking guy. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah I love him. Apparently, in Bert's special, he tells the beginning of a joke. Then Tom Segura put out one two weeks later, and he tells the middle of the joke. And D'Elia tells the end. They just weaved it in there for everybody. And I'm not sure which, which one it is, but I think it's the one about people taking comedy too seriously and getting offended. Because they all have a little bit of something about that in there. So I think that's what it is. Because he tells a joke, uh, I'm I'm just kidding. Like, black people don't cross the street too slow. (laughs) And he goes. (laughs) 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 And he holds that look for really long. And he's kind of a giraffe looking motherfucker. Yeah. I have observed black people crossing the street really slowly and deliberately in a way that that I felt like was maybe. Uh, Like an affront. (laughs) <laughs> like, like maybe they're trying to make a point. Oh, there was something. Let me find my Twitter. Shane Gillis, he's been putting out um, old stand-up stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah, here it is. Uh, like the Special Olympics is like a good <laughs> program. <laughs> right? Especially, I just feel like the guy who came up with it had to be like a real risk taker. <laughs> This is funny. To even suggest that idea, it's crazy. The first guy, just some dude in a board meeting, like, I got an idea. <laughs> we should be racing these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So, oh, the town over said they had the fastest ones. I think we can beat them. <laughs> Start fucking racing them? Well, we got, how, many, how many more macaroni necklaces do we need? <laughs> Yeah. Look, I see some of you trying not to laugh at that. I understand. I've tried to feel guilty about that joke, and I can't. It's fine. And look, I heard one of you over there be like, it was a woman. I know, it was a woman. It was like Maria Shriver that invented it. It was like the, it was like the Kennedy family, Maria Shriver invented the Special Olympics. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger helped, which, uh, you know, I hate to do an Arnold impression, but all right, it's halftime. <laughs> Special Olympians are losing. <laughs> And then Arnold comes in to give him a fucking pep talk. He's like, come on. It's like, you are losing. Ah. And then all the kids are like, ah. Ah. And it's a beautiful language that only they know. We can't figure it out. I still see some of you frowning. It's all right. I understand. 
<laughs> in the second half. He should be canceled. He, he was. already was. No, I actually, I didn't want to bring this up, but I actually volunteered and coached uh, Special Olympics. What'd you guys do? <laughs> to help? Did you guys help? No, I'm kidding. I know you didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, I did. It was fun. You're allowed to talk about it. The Special Olympics, it was fun. The whole time, it's fun. Everybody's laughing. It's a fun event. Like, I coached basketball. Kids would just catch the fucking ball, just throw it in the stands. It's fun. My whole team was great. They're fun to hang out with. They love tits. <laughs> My whole team loved tits. Like, every, every year, Hooters would sponsor our one basketball tournament, and they would bring the waitresses to present us this check, and every year, there'd be some fucking hard hugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. The girls looked good. I got in the hug line a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's what I looked like. I looked like this. So me coaching Special Olympics was pretty fun. I'd just I'd be standing there with a clipboard. I could always see like the other team's coaches kind of looking at me like, I think they're fucking letting one of them coach. <laughs> Like, if my team was losing bad enough, I'd, I'd fucking check in, drop 30 points. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get out of here. You guys are great. Thanks a lot. Uh, this guy's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> One of the best stand-up related things I've seen is uh, I watched this old video of Bill Burr getting into an argument with a lady comedian who really didn't think through arguing with him, you know, at first. Um, she started to attack him for something, and he just fucking ripped her lungs out. It's pretty great because she was such a fucking asshole. Was it at the end of the world? Was it on the? Was it a podcast? They they were on it. They were sitting at a table. Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. and she said some shit, and he's just like, and he get he gets that look. You know what I mean? You know, and you know it's coming. You know, it's like, and they were talking about Trump, and she's like, well, you know this. He's like, I didn't vote for him, you fucking lunatic, and started you know. <laughs> Hmm. That's about all I got as far as favorite things go. Aaron, do you have a subreddit of the week? I sure do. Let me find a song that'll go with that. I'm scared. With what? Aaron's subreddit. This is a weird oh, one. Is this something fun. that we covered already? No, this one's... He was telling Elena how great it was. I'm like, this is going to be really disturbing. No, I, I wasn't telling her how great it was. I just I found an interesting subreddit. Well, that's scary. that's even more scary. Because some of the shit you, that you've shown, <laughs> for what you define to be interesting, is terrifying. I gotta find it again now. Are you playing the heights? No. Wait. No. This is a crowded house. Yeah. I should have played the heights though. There is freedom within. Gonna give me a solid second to find this thing. Their best song, something so strong. Great song. Yeah, this is a good one though. This is a really good song. Flashbacks of retail work. Yeah, maybe the flashbacks <laughs> of eighth grade dances. R slash anthro shop. Anthro shop. Yeah, it's photoshopped uh, vaginas and b holes on people. Oh, so like the 
their natural vagina and b-hole wasn't sufficient, so they put a different one on there? No, they, they put both on there. Oh. They're, make, <laughs> they're making them into... Some hermaphrodites. hermaphrodites. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so weird looking, dude. It really is. <laughs> Whoa. Is that Bailey J? That is Bailey J. So that's that's she her would look real so donger. great with a pussy. That's her. <laughs> that's Bailey J's real wiener. It's weird. She's got a hog on her, and I will call Bailey J oh, a shit. she. Yeah, she's a she. I'll call anybody whatever they want me to call them. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> Dude, oh, that's a, that is some good Photoshop, you guys. Appreciate it for what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to do that. <laughs> really showing it to R slash Anthro Shop. Anthro Shop. Yes. Anthro Shop. That's. Someone who um, might be looking for anthropology could really stumble across <laughs> something. They weren't prepared Dude, it's for. Done. Like, that is like that's seamless. Mm-hmm. Is what I would call that. Like, there's no like how. <laughs> it's so perfect. You really worked hard. It looks real. I, I like the fact that you're so into it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at this craftsmanship. <laughs> It's like somebody made a fine chair. There's, yeah. a, there's no markers. You can't even tell where they they really they really blended it. That was a good one. That's the best one I've seen so far. They really feathered it. <laughs> feathered it. All That's right, folks. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's time for the period report. <laughs> With Elena. I'm not on my period. Boo. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. No trash coming from her gas. No precipitation coming from her baby-making station. Fuck. Okay. Anybody got anything else? I got something to go out on. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, fuck my biscuits. Don't straw man me, bro. What is it? It better be good. I like it. Do you? I've got a ton of songs to go out on. Me too. Yeah, they never get to pick. You guys want to pick this one? No, you're making it weird. No, not at all. You're making it weird. All right. Okay. All right, folks. Episode 261's in the books. Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends. We might have another one for you later this week. I don't know. We might. It could happen. Mick World! Bye.